Let's go. Go, 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 go. Oh, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I am Arizona Verse. He is Soul Popo, and this is Arizona Soul Podcast. Something like that. We are back yeah. at it. We are back at it. Yes. Third time's a charm, Yo. baby. Make sure. Without, uh, also, without skipping a beat, even <laughs> well, though we might be late. I know. They, what, what's the what's the phrase with uh, uh, God? I may not come when you call, but I'm always on time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure God's in New York. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, I know it was a sample, but I think of that Little Wayne song. I gotta hold on, hold on to my receipt. I don't know, I don't know what song that's from, but uh, that's, I thought that was most hilarious. That's not like the country version of Little Wayne. I don't think I know that one. I, I mean, have you heard of, was it Georgia something line? Like, it's all, it's country and hip hop. Like, it ain't no difference other than the race. <laughs> Seriously. You dig? Make sure y'all subscribe to the show on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. You can follow us on Twitter at Arizona Soul Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Arizona Soul Podcast. And uh, you can also find all of those links over here on our beautiful website, Arizona Soul Podcast.com, where uh, we share all of the links, articles. Uh, you can chime in directly on the different articles, all the little shebang bangs that we discuss. Yeah, you know I mean. And uh, while you're at it, make sure y'all leave us a voicemail at 480 588 4688. That's right. That's 480-588-4688. You can leave us a voicemail over there. Tell us what's on your mind, uh, whether you guys agree, disagree, want to chime in, dedicate, whatever you want to do. Make sure you leave that voicemail at 480-588-4688 and let us know what's on your mind. You dig? Hold that. Hold that. Mm. Mm. Bang, bang. <laughs> and uh, we back at it with Papo and uh, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask you, man. How did your How did your Thanksgiving go? We're literally in this. We're as we're recording this in the same weekend of Turkey Day, as uh, we reference it here on the states. How'd you pass yours? Yo, I. Well, so the day started off. Me, uh, Skips, and the boys went to a event put together by her job. It was a three k walk over at Tempe Town Lake. Okay. So. Uh, we got up there at seven o'clock in the morning. We there at our three K walk. We got back home and I told Skips, Yeah, I don't feel like seeing anybody today. So I will be staying home, <laughs> sending my condolences to the family. I ain't fucking with nobody today. And I stayed all day. She allowed that. So me and Skips have a beautiful relationship <laughs> where people, I don't know, people get caught up in the bullshit of you have to do this like this, and you gotta do this like that. If I don't want to go somewhere, she don't want me there. Like, I don't want you sitting around grumpy. Like, if you don't want to be there, then don't come. If you want to come, come. Like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like, I think, and I think that's the downfall of a lot of relationships, is a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, put too much weight and like unimportant bullshit like and again and i I joke with her when she got back i was like uh you know because i'm not a big thanksgiving fan and i was like i really don't care to sit around and be thankful around a whole bunch of white people it just feels a little odd to me (laughs) see now i'm definitely curious because 
and obviously because of the, the race divide and you guys have been dealing with each other and living this interracial uh I, i'm trying to try to think of some nasty word for thing but marriage is a beautiful thing um because how does how does kaiwa eight uh seven so yeah okay so well going on then because nine years yeah so the fact that that's been going on, obviously, I'm pretty sure you guys had to have shaken all the little taboo things that have never, ever, ever been experienced before. That shit was knocked out within the first two to three. I'm sure having uh, played the jump, the juggle of going back and forth. But my question to you, especially with that being a case, and it's always being brought back to a matter of it being a time for family. Does the race thing get you out of, out of trouble? Well, in what sense? I mean, in essence, to where I don't know if you just if you're just being funny right now, or if you actually throw out there to your Anglo-Saxon wife, I don't want to be around a bunch of whites. Oh no, like, I keep it a buck. I, I I tell Skip knows how much I despise a lot of white men. Like all the shit, all the shit I say on the show mm-hmm. is the, the same way I'm on the show. Is the same way I am at home, and like I talk all the same shit. Like Skip listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told her I was like, I was like not really too comfortable just being around a whole bunch of white people i'm just not in the mood and you know thanksgiving it's kind of like all this shit is white people's fault and i'm just not in the mood this this year so and then yeah and so yeah we didn't do nothing or i didn't do anything they did stuff so yo well kudos to you being able to slip out of that now for the first time and i think maybe three years being in the in uh i guess what you would call a relationship uh since being in that like i always had to be dragged out to going to go see in-laws and all this yada yada and i don't know how it got flipped on its side maybe she finally got tired of some of the relatives that she had to see on that on that side of the family that i actually don't really mind which is yeah. the crazy part i'm like oh you don't like that bitch like damn i actually thought she was cute like oh you can't stand him we actually have a really good connection oh, that's so, actually but, the cool one yeah he's actually <laughs> the cool one to me so I, got, I lucked out though because as much as i could have fought to be like oh well, no i want to see these people no i probably i i'd rather save the gas i'd rather not have to travel 60 miles round trip just to end up being in a fight on the way there and the way back um so I guess we we settled on a shorter trip of being pissed at each other, and I visit my mom's in the south side. <laughs> yeah. But even then, it just it wasn't it wasn't a bad day at all. We got there, spend minimal time. Usually, anytime we go to these events, whatever side of the family, it ends up being an all night kind of thing. And I got so excited that I wasn't the case, and we made up whatever bullshit like, "Oh, we gotta go do our rounds." We just came right back home came right back home and just fucking prep for the next day we did kind of like a black friday kind of dinner um because my sister-in-law they just adopted some kids so it's their first thanksgiving so in essence i had a host but there's something so nice about making shit awkward and making so everyone has to get the fuck out the house like i feel like i've mastered that (laughs) there's no we're gonna linger here no shit has gone to the its point of uh, no return and i think we should leave yeah it's time to go and uh yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not usually one for, you know, awkward silences or, you know, having a, a segue so roughly, but uh, you do what you got to do, man. <laughs> that's real. And that's kind of, I don't know, I'm, and I'm weird in the sense of like, I don't really celebrate 
holidays and birthdays and like rituals and stuff. I just, I, I don't. And it was funny because uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, me and one of the guys uh, were joking um, about, uh, we were like, shit, if the building was open on Thursday, we would have went in to work. Like we got a bunch <laughs> of, I, my work don't stop. Like I still got a bunch of shit I got to get caught up on. So I was like, shit, I, I would have been at work. And then actually it was funny because then the following day on Black Friday um, is the infamously slow day at my job because um, a lot of people are off work and so it's kind of hard to reach out to people you, you know uh work on projects get stuff situated and uh so uh the bosses that told us the beginning of the day they was like reach out to all your uh all your accounts or whatever and they were like uh you know if you uh could contact everybody within three hours and everything's you know gucci y'all can go ahead and take off and call it a day leave at you know fucking three hours into your shift um yeah i ended up being there like five six hours because all my clients were <laughs> They were in the office and and they had shit that needed to get done. So you know, I, so so I was working all day on Black Friday. But then again, same thing. I didn't care. Like, I mean, again, what else am I going to do but sit around and masturbate? So might as well so be busy. I, I take it then you didn't try to do any Black Friday shopping, or do you leave that for Skips and the kids to go do? No. So we, the only thing we planned on doing is we are going to get the boys a system. Ooh. I, at first, was gonna get a Nintendo Switch, but Best I th- idea to come to two controllers already. I think we settled on just sticking with PlayStation, man. I think we're just gonna do the PlayStation Four because my only concern. Oh, I you love Nintendo. Yet, right? No, no, I still got the PS3. Okay. So I love Nintendo, and Nintendo is gonna be around to the end of time. But my only concern is Nintendo has a habit of certain systems not panning out the way that they want to, and then they switch on to the next thing. Because I know that's kind of the thing with the Wii. The Wii was what happened with the Wii U. Product. Yeah, the no, Wii U. No, the Wii U was actually one of the most sold items. I think it hit over a hundred million in its history. But the Wii U, which it, it transitioned yes. to, was was done with poor marketing. But honestly, though, if it wasn't for the Wii U, they couldn't have the Switch to its fullest capabilities. Like yes. the Wii U was like the Fisher Price version of what the Switch is now. And again, being a Nintendo fanboy, you again you get two controllers out the out the dock. You're gonna yeah. have to pay for everything you get. But same thing with the PlayStation. Do you pay for PlayStation Network, like to be on the internet? Wait, to be on the internet? Yeah, because uh, sixty it costs so the regular price is sixty dollars a year. It supposedly gives you access to play online. If oh, you if you're not aware of it, then you haven't paid for it. But I'll say I don't play if you, online. I don't fuck with people. <laughs> if you were to though the great thing about if, let's say you, you've been on ps3 generation this whole time is that as you have this playstation network you're able to because technically you get two free games they're free be, even though you're paying six dollars a year but with the subscription you get two you to get two games per system each 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 month so realistically you could have been saving all those you know free games but if you don't if you haven't done that you don't got to worry about it. if people have questions about it obviously people could do googles or hit me up and we can talk about it but when you do do that it's like you invest 60 dollars for the whole year and you're getting at least 12 games mm-hmm. you know and for each system i think i think by the end of 2019 they're going to cut it out with the ps3 but uh but i can just keep it in the playstation family you're familiar i'm saying you unfortunately you can't really go to the back catalog but yeah and my whole best thing price is, item right now 
And then my whole thing is just like the PS4 is going to be around until the PS5. So like I got at least another four or five years on the PS4 and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a PlayStation head. Like there was some um, Xboxes that were whatever the Xbox one or whatever they're on now that were cheaper, but I'm, I'm a Sony guy. And then, like I said, I, I was thinking about switching to Nintendo, but at the end of the day too even if i do get them the switch i'm gonna eventually get myself the ps4 the boys don't care regardless of what Mm -hmm. it is so i'll just get the ps4 we'll share it like we share the ps3 we'll just keep it gucci man keep it gucci well if you do do that two great deals that are going on right now even outside the black friday shit there's for 200 dollars. you get yourself the slim version of the ps4 not the most powerful version of it but it handles every game that's out there so you don't got to worry about missing out on anything and it either comes you can get one that comes with spider-man which is beautiful so that sold out because that's what i was going to do Really? Because the beauty of Instagram and Facebook, listening to everything that you talk about, we never once talked about all this until a couple of days before Black Friday. And we're like, oh, yeah, we may buy a system or whatever. And we're like, maybe Nintendo, maybe PlayStation. The very next day, I'm on Instagram and PlayStation's like, hey, we got those PS4s for $199. i am like, oh, shit, let me click on that because on Amazon, them shits is going for like $299. And I went, yeah, I went through... Price. I went through all the rigors of going through the PlayStation store or whatever. I finally get to the page and they're like, oh, all those $199 ones, those are all sold out. You need to go over here. And then when I went to the $299 ones, those are all sold out now. So now it's back up to $359 for now. So I'll wait. I'll wait. (laughs) I was going to say, because the two best deals that I saw for systems, and if and I was contemplating too, like, do I get another, because my, my, my PlayStation, that's mine, because my, my mama got me the 4, the Pro, so I was like, yeah. that's mine, I don't want no one fucking with it, no one touching it, I was like, maybe I can get them a little slim version, keep it out there for them, right? And when I saw that there was a bundle that came with the pretty much getting a free copy of Spider-Man, another one had a, like, then you're getting a free copy of Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a fucking masterpiece, I've been really been wanting to play it, um, Obviously, they came with it, but damn, they sold out. It makes sense. They put in such limited quantities. It's just to get your ass to be like, well, I already settled on this. I might as well. Like, did you know, and uh, someone had told me this, that the Black Friday deals for, like, for a lot of major retailers, like your best buys, they have been doing this shit for the past week already. Yes, that's what I was saying. A lot of places, Amazon, um, I think Burlington, it was a bunch of different places. Yeah, they started Black Friday on like Monday. And so that was the whole thing. By the time you finally fucking get paid on Friday, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, everything's already sold out because y'all been yeah, doing no. this all week. But us broke niggas ain't got money till Friday. I got to wait till that payday. Hey, you know, we got that slow internet too. So can you imagine that? Why yeah, I mean, out in every direction. No, one thing that, that messed me up because it was Wednesday. Wednesday was, it felt like a Friday to me because, you know, you had the Thursday off and I had, I've, I've been having, I've been off since, since, uh, since the end of Wednesday. And it felt like every, every, every energy that I felt in the building was just like, everyone had given up. Everyone had checked out since the beginning of the week. The only reason people are here is because if they don't come in, they're not going to get their motherfucking holiday pay and it was being phoned in so crazy it was just like well, why, why didn't we just say we came in today and just called it a fucking day like was this really necessary <laughs> no and uh shots out to because every black friday of course there was videos or whatever i saw uh videos of fights i saw one chick uh fighting with another chick and they were on the ground and the bitch tried to put her in a triangle chokehold before <laughs> it got broken up and all that but shouts out to the brother he glad i'm glad that he didn't get fucked up because it could have went all sideways did you see the video going around online no. uh, the dude going around uh taking stuff out of people's uh, shopping carts oh my god is your brother 
it was a black dude. Oh, he going around shit. and like uh somebody had a, a TV and he went over and tried to pick up the TV and the guy was hey man, get your hands off my shit. And then like this one <laughs> chick had a sound bar and he was like, Oh shit, it's a sound bar right here. And he said, Sir, that's sir, that's in my cart. And then uh this other dude had like a dollhouse and the dude went up, he was like, Oh shit, dollhouse, and he picked it up and the guy was like, Hey, hey, and then uh he was like, What you doing? And he was like, he's like the dollhouse. He was like this, this last one in here. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, it's in my cart. Like, fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, shouts out to these brothers, because again, one day we're going to get a mass shooting of motherfucking online YouTube pranksters See, getting shot. It's It's got to happen at some point. And why hasn't that happened yet, though? So weird. So weird it hasn't happened yet. Do you so think, weird. do you feel, and again, I'm not trying to get all conspiracy theories early in the show, but do you feel like it would affect the bottom dollar so much that they they take those they take those cats down on site? Or does that just mean that every other event that's a definite um, uh, sleeper cell that just woke up and, you know what I'm saying, they just threw them into the fold? Because it don't make sense. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised but how much money YouTube and Google and all them shit's got. I would not be surprised if there has been shootings over YouTube pranks. But all you gotta do is pay a little money to make uh, shit not be on the news. So yeah. um, ain't no telling. Because I remember remember when we were doing IBHM podcast early on. And those there those were all those uh, white boy in the hood pranks. They kept doing them pranks of doing shit in the hood. And a couple of them got punched up or whatever. And uh, one video, a dude reached for his gun and the gun fell. One of them niggas might have got shot. It's a strong possibility. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. Somebody might have got shot, but. I don't know. Who knows? But you, know, you know what's what's even funnier too is you look back at all these videos and we at least have day-to-day livings uploaded online since what 2007. So we're a good 10 years over where life has just been daily documented. And if you when you look back to some of the videos that we had of Black Friday for and I'm not I can't really recall how long Black Friday's been a thing. I can for sure think that it's been since the two thousands, mid two thousands. Whether or not they what went before that, I can't remember. At least the eighties or nineties, at least. It's been around. Black Friday's been a thing for a long time, but go ahead. But, but not to the extent, and it's and especially with, with us being able to have, you know, constant surveillance. But it's funny, when you look back to these videos, the only way that you can tell a difference in time frame is either by how shitty the video quality was, but how, like, retro or nostalgic-looking the clothes were— or what the item was that people were fighting over. So if you see a Furby, you could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Then you see a sound bar. Yo, and then you see, a, <laughs> then you see that sound bar or whatever, you know, flat panel LCD. And you're like, all right, that must be the most recent thing. And it's just crazy how we haven't, I don't know, I feel like we haven't really, like, developed from that. Or, I don't know, maybe it's just an ongoing thing. And that's why they put us in these maze-like structures so that every time we turn a corner, we feel like we, you know, have Big Brother on us. Maybe that's what keeps us, you know, doing a little sheepish thing and, you know, going all around. Because it, it messed me up, even, even though I know, look, the thought of Thanksgiving has really just been about the, you know, end of the, you know, calendar year as far as inventory goes. Like, the fact that they did it, like, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I'm thinking, all right, all right. Now, if people don't understand it's a, it's a matter of inventory control, then, then I, don't, I don't know what people believe this shit is. It's that bottom dollar, baby. Yeah. So, got to love America. You dig? Now, uh, something else uh, that uh, – someone else that was in my thoughts going into this uh, Thanksgiving 
is uh while uh while you spend time with your family on Thanksgiving and I spend time in my bedroom masturbating and napping. Uh someone else uh didn't have too great of a Thanksgiving. Your boy Takashi mm. was locked up. I'm locked up. They won't let me out. He was locked up for uh Thanksgiving and uh the charges are serious, Papo. Uh things are not looking good for the boy Takashi. Not good at all. No, no, I bet. Is it true that they put him, like, in the general population? Or was that just a rumor? We'll break down. There's a whole timeline to it. And actually, shouts out to Complex. I'm going to share the screen. Uh, Shouts out to Complex. They have a whole breakdown of the legal problems and how this shit has escalated. And we'll get to the general population part of it. Um, But essentially, yeah, uh, Sits9 was arrested this last week on racketeering charges. Rico, uh, him and his uh, former associates, uh, Treyway, Shoddy. Treyway. Treyway, Treyway got arrested too. And they are um, all facing life in prison. um, And they're also looking at mandatory minimum sentences of 32 years. Now, how we got to this, um, and just a quick recap, um, you go back to October 2015. Uh, Sitz, uh, Sitznine pleaded guilty to the use of child uh, use of a child in a sexual performance. Uh, this dated back to February 2015, when the rapper and several other men had a 13 year old girl on Snapchat with them. Um, I think she flashed a pussy of titties or some shit like that. Was she giving some head to? I don't remember if there was actual sexual acts. I remember her. Oh, no. Um, he listened including getting his reframing from posting and reposting sexually explicit or violent images that feature children or women to social media. Um, I think she just showed some nudity. I don't think there was actual sexual intercourse. I could be incorrect on that. But um but yeah, so he got hit with that shit um, in May of 2016. Treyway um, got arrested in New Jersey. So he had been on the run from the cops. Uh, apparently he had some uh, hair on on him. He was uh, slanging that weight. Um, then uh, beginning of 2018, you had in uh, Houston, uh, there was a fight with a 16-year-old fan. A uh, kid was shooting a video of him. Uh, the bodyguards ran up on him, roughed him up. Then in uh, April of 2018, you had the Casanova video shoot where um, there was a shooting at Casanova's um, music video. And it was uh, suspected that somebody from Sits Nine's crew is the one who actually had uh, did the shooting. Then you had Sits Nine in May of 2018 driving with a suspended license. Uh, remember back in July, he fucking got kidnapped. Then uh, 20 was August. Fucking they had to get the strap video with 50 Cent, Sits Nine, and Casanova. And uh, there was a shooting over there. Then in September of 2018, uh, the FBI raided his house uh, while he was in Dubai filming a video. They found an AR 15 in a backpack that had credit cards and ID from a man who was robbed in April. Um, and then finally this last, um, he had got sentenced in October of 2018. Uh, he got four years of probation. And then that's when shortly after that, he said, Hey, I've left my crew. I broke up with my crew. Um, oh no. And actually fuck God damn. I didn't realize there was so much shit. So <laughs> fucking, uh, in October, I don't think we talked about this. The dude, uh, Elliot Grange. Uh, did you hear about that shooting? Uh, was that also at another video shoot? Because that's where I thought so most of the shit was popping out. Before the video shoot, there was another shooting. 
um, Elliot Grange is the son of, I think his name is like Lucius Grange or something like that. He's the guy that runs Universal Records and Universal, you know, okay. the label that 90% of all music artists are on. Um, Elliot's his son, and Elliot and Sits Nine were at a restaurant, uh, uh, Felipe Chow, and um, there was a, apparently some of the rappers' entourage, including Shoddy, tried to get in, but Grange's security wouldn't let him in. The melee broke out, and um, one of the bodyguards got hit with a chair, and then Crippy, who sits nine's bodyguard, got shot in the stomach. Um, whole bunch of man. shit. Crippy is crippled now. Crippy is crippled now. Goddamn. Uh, Yo, what talk, is it that I heard about him like firing his whole staff? So is that's that coming that's okay. coming up? So then in November, uh, that was the video shoot when he was at the with Kanye and Nicki Minaj and the video shot uh the video music video place got shot up. Um, so then, yeah, November 14th, um, he pleaded guilty, had some charges for disorderly conduct, so on and so forth. Then, yeah, November 15th of 2018, this is the week that everything started going downhill. He fired everybody. He announced that he fired his whole team, canceled his U.S. dates on his tour um, because they had robbed him of some money. They claimed that he was only making 60000 per show, but then um, he was able to get a hold of the booker, and it turned out that the booker had paid $3.6 million for for 15 shows so do the math that's a whole lot more than 60,000 a show so he was getting robbed um and so he had um um fired everybody and then shortly after he fired everybody the feds um hit him up and was like um yeah there's uh, a hit out on your life and they were like, do you want to come into uh, custody for protection? Sits and I was like, no, nah, I don't need no custody. I'm cool, so on and so forth. Next day, Sits and I tries to go to the casino. Feds pick him up because they don't want innocent bystanders shot in the process. And then, um, yeah, during all that, he was denied bail. And then it came out, oh, by the way, we got these Rico charges on y'all niggas. Because we've been watching y'all since 2013. And uh, we got a laundry list of charges on you guys and uh so yes yeah, it's nine is uh currently in the fucking federal penitentiary and as uh papa alluded to earlier the prison that he was at they put him in general population um and as it appears to be they put him in general population um away from everybody else in hopes that he would get to snitching because that's the whole thing, and that's what—that's normally what you do when you have a crew that didn't commit it some shit. You try to separate them, and you get them to turn on each other, so niggas will start pointing the fingers. And like, hey, if y'all if y'all don't cooperate, everybody's getting life. If some of y'all cooperate, these other guys will get harsher penalties than you guys. And so, yeah, yo, I didn't even consider that. So, that, so that's what, that's that's their squeeze. Is that what's going that's on? So. so- now I'm wondering then, because is it true that he got, did he ever get bond on that or is he still stuck up in there? So as the story goes, and that's the net side of the story, shouts out to uh, the fucking TMZ who unfortunately um, has a scoop on this because I'm pretty sure TMZ is working with the feds, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he was, <laughs> he was in general population and apparently uh, there's some speculation that uh, somebody may have put hands on him. 
um, because Sits9 did give transfer to a new facility, which is reportedly the facility used for when people start working with the feds to snitch. They move them to a safer area. And there was a uh, someone took a photo of the ID because, you know, they take your picture before they transfer you or whatever. And the ID picture is kind of unclear. So I, I it's speculation on my end but from a lot what a lot of people think it looks like six nine's lips was busted up in the picture so a little like yeah. shenanigans may be going on looks like somebody may have put hands on a nigga before he got transferred oh they give him a little uh squeeze it bottle it was fruit punch yeah, yeah i mean gave him a little 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 two-piece extra crispy and Yo, uh, i'm just wondering oh my goodness if they would, if they would have uh, had to put hands on him, right? Like you, you get someone looking like that, like uh, whether oh, you they, feel like this guy's a clown or, or they, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, because the hair, though, right? Like uh, above all else, in the you know face, Ryan, uh, like that has to be a dead giveaway, no? Or, or do you feel yeah. like he might have gotten some cred while he was up in there? Like I guess, town would tell if no. he survives it. As the story goes, according to his lawyer, his lawyer, and again, you know, the law system is the law system. So, you know, it's a lot of uh, politicking and shit. But the lawyer uh, got up. It was like, because uh, he was trying to post bail, he put all $1.7 million he had in his bank account up um, to try to get out of jail. They wouldn't let him post bail. And the lawyer was like, uh, essentially, Sits9 isn't a gangster. This is an image that he's putting on so he could sell records there was another lawyer who actually was in the office or in the courtroom while this was going down. And he was like, when Sits9 came in, he was like, Sits9 looked like he was shaking and looked like he had been shaking for a while. He was like, he Sits9 looked terrified. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, Sits9, I don't think he's a punk because uh, even before the rap career, before he blew up, I mean, he's been getting fucking charges where how him and Shoddy, because Shoddy, him and Shoddy are like 16 years apart in age. And him and Shoddy met in Rikers or some shit like that because Sits9 has been getting in legal trouble. So Sits9 isn't a pussy. Um, But I don't think he's some racketeering crime boss. And uh, they got him up there with the big boys right now. And um, yeah, and according to TMZ, actually, let me share the screen. Uh, you want to read this one? Yeah, let's take a look here. Right, so they're saying that as of when was this posted? Oh, this, this was the twenty second. Okay, so just uh, again, just before the Thanksgiving weekend, they're saying that they were that he was transferred to federal facilities. Uh, I guess regularly used to house witnesses with uh, you know co- that normally cooperate with the feds, or which I guess is are they already kind of stitching that he's going to be snitching? That's what they're trying to do. I mean, either which way, they hadn't gotten any sort of comments on it. They're still trying to figure out what kind of deal they're going to cut. Takashi, who, again, has been behind bars since Wednesday, uh, of course, he's going to be the center of all attention, being in the general population. But, again, it doesn't. it's not really uh, alluding to anything other than the fact that, it's the, you know, all these racketeering charges, which, again, he's not the you say mastermind. So they definitely going to get some pulp out of this squeeze they, they have to unless he's going to really try to ride things out but you got to wonder too like how much does he actually know uh to to remain quiet if so and that and that was one of the things because a couple of the charges that he's up on one of them was a shooting and or no there was a robbery and sits nine recorded the robbery with his phone Dummy. and then gave the video to academics 
So academics oh. is caught up in this shit too. Feds may come knocking on academics doors. Then there was another shooting where um, um, somebody, I think it was shot, he got out of his car, was shooting at somebody, Sits9 was there. So Sits9 has been around some of this shit. So he may not know everything, but he's been witness to some of this shit. And the unfortunate part about it, he's on probation. So even if he's exonerated of all this stuff, he's still probably more than likely getting at least four years in prison because, nigga, you're on probation. You can't get in trouble while you're on probation. And so, yeah, I mean, he's going to get it hard, yo. There's really no kind of ifs, ands, or buts about it as far as, you know, what angle he could try to pull. I'm just wondering how quickly it's going to happen. And can the media or the labels try to use this to the advantage somehow, some way, or do they let him go by the wayside of Bobby Shmurda? And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Bobby Schmurder thing again. And one thing that I thought was interesting was that his album was supposed to come out on Friday. And then all this shit happened and they pushed the album back indefinitely. I thought they're going to try to capitalize off this because Takashi's name is ringing through the streets right now with all the shit that's going on. And I figured they try to capitalize off of that. But I guess they're thinking long term, he can't sit around and do videos and all that. But if the nigga looking like he might do four to seven to 32 to life, might as well put the album out now. Let us hear that double boy. <laughs> I was gonna Might say well so. Let us hear that shit. So had there just been mixtapes that this brother's been been on that he's been uh getting all this notoriety? Singles. Singles. He went ten for ten with he put out ten singles that all hit the billboard top one hundred. And then he did have a mixtape that had um what was the song? The Gummo. Gummo mm-hmm. was on a mixtape that had a bunch of hits on it or whatever but this was going to be his first actual official album um and then um yeah but yeah the shit ain't looking good for him and then actually shots out to fat joe uh let me share this this one uh it was kind of eerie because oh uh, it was trying to give him game uh, did you the, see that, that shit? Video? I, I saw they look like they were in a van, like on the way to the stash house. I, I don't recall exactly what video it was, but remember he had sat sat down with the with Takashi, and he was putting him up on Game Man. And as I was, because uh, my girl sent me these clips on on IG, and as I'm seeing like their interaction, like Takashi was so blase blah that I'm not too sure if that was uh, 50s influence and however much he would have hyped him up. Or if it was just a matter of him saying, oh, well, you old nigga, like, I don't need to respect, you know, your avenues. I, I couldn't tell. He's no, I, think it's, I think it's the unfortunate part of young niggas always don't want to listen to the OGs because they think they know better. <laughs> and the OGs are trying to say, hey, man, we've been there. We mm-hmm. know that Fat Joe is a good example. Uh, Fat Joe was in these streets. Like Fat Joe ain't no punk. His name, his name is respected in New York. Fat Joe, he he got some history. So Fat Joe knows what he's talking about. But yeah, Fat Joe had interviewed him uh, for his title podcast. uh, What he got the podcast on title? Yeah, he has a podcast called Coca Vision. And um, yo, it makes sense. Yeah. And um, he had said that uh, apparently this uh, interview was from nine to 10 months ago. He said uh, they're on his podcast, Coca Vision on title. He was, oh, I was trying to school him because I've been through that. I had the heat on me. I was wilding on the streets. I've tried to tell him as a young kid it's my job because the OGs, when I come into the game, schooled me. They could have stopped me from a lot of troubles. It's just ain't Takashi. It could be young, uh, young boy NBA or whoever. Whenever I catch one of these young boys, I've tried to school them and let them know. It's just so happened that Takashi thing was on film. I 
I was just telling him what was going to happen. Unfortunately, I was right. I prayed for him last night because I actually really liked the kid. He's actually a cool kid. Unfortunately, he's got some serious situation on his hand. And um, that is the thing that, and shots out to the same thing with Joe Budden. Joe Budden, when he was on Everyday Struggle, was constantly uh, talking to these young niggas like, we're trying to school you cats on what's going on and how they're going to do you. And these cats ain't listen. And you got Shmurda, who got seven years. You got fucking um, uh, Etsets Jatantion. They got murdered. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, now you got fucking Takashi, who's looking at 32 years. Like, young niggas, listen. Y'all don't know everything. Sometimes somebody else may have some info that could help your ass, but people don't want to listen. Oh, no, I got this. I know. I know what I'm... No, I got this. No, you don't. <laughs> and at the same time, like, I wonder... And again, came from a broken family, but never a broken family to where I sought for love and recognition up in the streets. So I'm wondering, and I don't know this dude's backstory, but we can only assume it's the same of a single, you know what I'm saying, mother home kind of nonsense i'm wondering his do you... dad got murdered in front of him. Oh, oh. Or his dad got murdered and he found the body so his oh. dad was around for a while okay well then uh, again doesn't really depart then from whether or not he has put so much love and dedication and devotion into the people who have he helped him out over the years that he wouldn't see you know what i'm saying kind of being on that puppet string of sorts i mean you gotta understand and mind you i don't i, I don't fully understand the game of chess but i understand that it's a whole nother matter of multiple moves other than you know how the old saying goes is chestnut check is like i don't know you you would you would think Especially, do you believe that uh, education is any better on the East Coast than it is on the West? No, I think it's a classism thing. I think classism. regardless of where you're at, the private schools, you're going to get a better education than public schools. I don't think it matters left or East or West. Okay, because because I know that there'll be certain times where you figure you you think of you know New York being like this mecca of you know culture and you know influence or or whatever, and you see some of the ignorance and especially like the fact that every single time that there's some kind of gang rape, why is it that it's always a thirteen year old? Same shit with the Takashi thing that he got caught up in. Why was it that it was a thirteen year old? Every that that like I'm not even kidding you. It's for whatever reason like like the sweet number. As terrible as it sounds, like that's always that's always what it is being passed around in the train. That's the uh, that's the youngest teenager you can grab, I guess, because before <laughs> that's twelve, so it's not a teenager. So you're like, no, that's real child molestation. Ah, uh, okay, um, that's a caveat. You got to get that teen in there because teen because also mean nineteen. Like niggas, oh, 13, 19, just a seven year yeah. difference. What's the difference? No, well that's terrible then. And, but I always see this, so I'm always thinking to myself, are they just more advanced? Why is it? And it, But then at the same time, I mean, you see it, you know how they say the black don't crack, and you really couldn't tell the difference between a 30-year-old and a 50-year-old, depending on their, their type of drug use. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some there's some times where you you couldn't tell. Um, what was the... <laughs> Gary Coleman, was he just a midget, or did he have some kind of disease? No, I think he was a midget. Yeah? He was just a midget, Yeah. Okay, because I'm trying to think, like, well, I mean, we just see it so many times. You really couldn't tell, yeah. uh, especially depending on, you know, dietaries and all that good stuff. But I do, I always wonder, like, I always just put the East Coast on this higher plateau. Like, oh, you know, I don't know. You, you obviously must be well-educated if you're out there. But, I mean, if you go to a school called PR219, like, you just know the fucking number. <laughs> and you're at the lowest, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel when it comes no. to the private schools. You're right, classisms. Now, the question I do have, and this is a question I've seen floating around online, is so if Takashi does get to snitching, 
so he can be protected, if you will, and get out. Is that the end of his rap career, or does this generation not care about if he snitches or not? I honestly feel like they probably wouldn't care. I don't like, think so either. I personally, I don't care. If uh, and it, it, it sounds bad, but if you a rapping nigga surrounded by a bunch of gangsters and them ain't your people anyway, and them niggas is extorting you, and then y'all get knocked, and then they're trying to give you thirty two years for some shit that you didn't do that they did. I'm not mad if Takashi's in the in the courtroom like it was that nigga. Hang on, <laughs> I got the rope. It was him. Pointing I'm not right mad. At his <laughs> I'm not mad. So I'm sorry. I'm still he could he could snitch on everybody. I'm still listening to dumb, Dummy Boy, man. I'm still. I'm still but see, but you know what though, and this is gonna be my haterisms. But like, I can't stand them. For the moment, a few years back, that you introduced Gumbo to me, like I I felt the hypeness, but I can't stand them. And I'm not too sure if it's if it's like you know how black on black if it's the Latino versus Latino thing and being upset that he can't pick whether he's Puerto Rican or pick that he's Mexican. Like I, I don't know exactly what it is that tips me off about it. I don't know if it's the hair. I don't know if it's him writing on his face. I'm not too sure if it's him taking ownership of the number sixty nine and that was my number previously before. I don't ex- I don't exactly know the exact pin- pinnacle point of my hatred form that don't want me to see him succeed but at the same time like there's just some shits i just i just i loathe like he has a track with Nicki minaj and don't fifi. none of it fifi it doesn't none of it make no goddamn sense i don't know what the hell he's saying Fifi is that wet wet that the cat cat and that uh, uh. yo i fucks with it i don't know what it is oh. and, and you know how much i hate Nicki, so it's kind of oh, like yeah. I, I feel like but, he's speaking uh, on my nemesis this is this so Takashi, I am someone who I was a fan of Takashi's music. And mm-hmm. so I was a or I was a fan of Takashi on three levels. The first level was um I grew up in the 50 era. I saw 50 come up in 2002 and it was no surprise that the two of them gravitated and became so close because Takashi is this generation's 50 cent. That's exactly what 50 was doing. 50 was a motherfucking troll in the streets. And it was like, yo, he going to get killed at some point. But what was it about 50 that made it seem so, was it just that he's more charismatic? See, but that's the thing. I think it's just, it's a generation because Takashi is just as charismatic because that's part two It's part two. I started following the kid outside of the uh, social media antics or whatever. And he did like two interviews with breathless club and he's done a bunch of interviews. The kid is charismatic. The kid is likable. Like when he's in public and he runs into kids who are fans of his or whatever, he's very humble. Like, don't be like me. Like he, the kid, what the kid wasn't the kid was smart and that's the unfortunate part is too many people and i told skips this too uh because she's the same way she can't stand him i'm like have you watched any of his interviews no well exactly you're only going off of the fuck shit that you're saying on social media which is understandable but no there's a whole lot more going on the kid fucking uh he i mean he should have he should have against the charlamagne I, i do give him props for that the fact that he didn't let charlamagne shit on him or but at the same time Charlamagne didn't, doesn't hate on Takashi the way they hate some Post Malone. 
Yeah, Post Malone was trash though. But uh <laughs> no, but yeah, Takashi he didn't met up with a bunch of kids. He didn't make a wishes for kids. Uh he opened up a, a school in the Dominican Republic. Like Takashi has done a lot of shit, but people get caught up on the fuck shit that he's doing on Instagram. I, I want to like, you're not following thing. the whole picture. So and you're right, because when we don't look full circle, you're mad at the art and maybe you're mad mad at the art against the artist and not so much the more the creativity that comes around to it. I saw one and mind you, and I, I can love and respect anyone who has that philanth philanthroparian thing in them, you know what I'm saying, that they want to give not only for tax credits, but also for the sheer fact of, you know, karmatic points and whatnot. And there was once this video that I thought it was I thought he was trolling because he was, I think, giving people who's passing out plates of food. Food. And there's these bums, forgive me for calling them that, sleeping out in the streets. Chicago. Like, yeah, was it? When he was in Chicago. And he yeah. like just puts one on top of the guy's head and be like, here you go. And then like he's out there like talking to the video, like, yeah, we are here feeding cats. I'm like, you just put a freaking uh plastic uh plastic plate upon this dude's head. Like you probably don't want to be bothered. So like, that was him trolling when he had the beef with Chief Keith. And Chief Keith mm-hmm. was like, Don't come into my hood. And then he went to Chicago and he was in the hood passing out food to the homeless. So that was him, that was him trolling he's a troll okay. he's a fucking troll but uh yeah and just i i i rocks with takashi and uh, you know i the other side of it too is just he 22 like and right. i i'm I sure when we had 22 bro i was a piece <laughs> nigga i was a piece of shit till like fucking yeah. 32 so like <laughs> I, and that's, that's why and same thing going back to ads like i know ads had the domestic violence stuff and none of that shit is cool none of that shit but again, the thing that people forget at times, a lot of these motherfuckers is kids. And we keep fucking like, oh, oh, you need to counsel him forever or whatever. He's a fucking kid. If we had Twitter and social media around when I was a teenager, oh, it'd be, yo, even actually more so, um, I saw uh, Twitter. I think I opened up my Twitter like seven, eight years ago. And um, I went through some of my old tweets from like eight years ago, and I used to go ham on the homosexual community. I did not get it. I did not approve of it. I thought they were going to hell. Like, I was very tough on the homosexual community. And every so often, I would see tweets come up from seven, eight years ago. It would make me cringe because I'm like, I do not think like that anymore. But we live in a society where let me have blown up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And somebody did. Oh, look at these, look at these tweets from eight years ago. That's how he think. Because you, you can only think one way. And you don't never evolve mm-hmm. as a person. And it's that bullshit like that. Let people grow. Let people grow. There are some people, they do some fucked up shit, Hitler, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That is like, yeah, I can't forgive you for that shit. But you got to let people grow. We're trying to figure this shit out. People are trying to figure it out. And that just makes that makes me think back of the James Gunn, the director of the Gardens of the Galaxy movies, how you guys tripped up over some dumb situations. You know what? But in your defense, though, with all the homophobic slurs, can we not blame Eminem and the machismo on this that was started from the generation or two back of just, you know, being, you know, left or right? And the funny thing with my homosexual rants was that was when I was super religious. So I was just really? what I thought I had to say because I was a Christian. So it was like this, oh, oh, oh marriage is between a man and a woman. And that is, on that, it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I was saying all that bullshit <laughs> that fucking Christians say. 
And then I become became awoke, if you will, and mm-hmm. uh, got unplugged from the matrix as I feel. And I started looking at things differently. And then I was like, and so I just looked back and I'm like, I'm not the same person I was seven, eight years ago, let alone fucking 13, 15 years ago. Like, nigga, again, if I if I had a motherfucking Twitter when I was 16 years old, people would never fucking forgive me. The way I thought that, nigga, I was on one. Niggas don't know. I was on one. I was in these streets for real. Like, it, like, it was a different, I was yeah. a different person back yeah, then. So I, I, I just, Gotta let these kids live, man. You gotta was, let them. That was a year of being a coxman. Uh, one thing I, I do want to uh, give a quick shout out to the fact that I didn't know that he did the Make a Wish thing. Uh, and studies have shown, and I put the link into the notes, and I still have yet to upload it. I never know, so don't even trip. But there was uh, there was a study showing about uh, people who are part of the Make a Wish, the ones who actually get their wish uh, made. Hmm. coincidentally i don't know if it's coincidentally i'm not sure if it's the power of forethought or the placebo effect they survive and then again and now i'm wondering though with with that do you feel like they're surviving because it was a front or do you think they're surviving because they had their wish and they were being given a glimmer of hope to where you know everything is possible what's me being Gnostic, I genuinely believe that everything is within you, and there are people who are sick and different things or whatever, and a lot of times when people die because of the sicknesses is because they gave up, and it's it's mind over matter. Now, again, I can't, like, get cancer, and then, oh, I'm a, I'm a think real strong, and the cancer is going to disappear. It doesn't quite work like that, but the will to survive, it comes off of what's in you or whatever and so that's the reason why you'll see somebody who gets seriously injured and um they'll get seriously injured or whatever it's mind over matter or whatever and they fight through and they survive and there's other motherfuckers who get a paper cut and die off that shit (laughs) because they just don't have the will oh i give up oh it's too much i'm not even going to try and so um i wouldn't be surprised that yeah make a wish people they get that that courage that ump of i can do this and it gives them it spares them some time i think it's mind over matter now so again that's beautiful right and that and that does give me hope that with that very same thought who knows the little things that we can do to try to make someone's day or to try to pay it forward and you know all this goodness that really it gives me cheer and hope and then i think about this little white boy that was only three years old that was in san francisco he i think was gonna die of cancer and they let they literally stopped traffic for like this part of town um just so that he could be Batman and save the day. And I'm thinking, who the fuck made this kid so fucking special? I'm sorry to say that, but to make him so special that he gets to play Batman, save the day, and then now five years later, we have him alive. Who knows if he's going to create something, maybe be the real Batman that the, that the city needs to stop all the, all, all the booty sex. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he was meant to do, but I do trip out that he got that opportunity he, he somehow, by the, by the graces of God or uh, through whatever, you know, um, PR stunt manifesto is still alive this day. So, again, when I see something like that, I just, I'm thinking, hmm. Same can be said about the little boys that um, uh, Michael Jackson fondled and gave Jesus juice to. Some of them were cancer victims, and apparently they're still striving. They just took, you know what I'm saying? I think, did Chappelle say it once? Or maybe it might have been Eddie Griffin saying, who knows if the cure for cancer might be in Michael Jackson's balls. Now that he's dead, you know, we, we might never know. <laughs> we might not never know, man. We didn't all get to experience that ball juice. So we, <laughs> we didn't get to learn if that's the cure to cancer. 
<laughs> Two. Yo, and speaking of cures, uh, hopefully uh, somebody gets a, a cure for the fuck shit going on in the world. Uh, did you yeah, did you know. see did you see the story about uh, the guy that was singing uh, the lyrics to Jay Z's ninety nine problems? He said, "I got ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one." Uh, yeah. Neighbor overheard it and uh, called the cops on him for domestic violence because bitches should be a problem. <laughs> I, I guess that's the moral of the story. I'm I'm not quite sure. I, I want to know the races to each of these parties. I, can, oh, I, hope I can guess. I can guess. I don't even need to read the rest of his honor. I can guess. But uh, apparently, yes, uh, this happened in Tennessee. Uh, Devon editing, editing guess the ten guess the race, guess the race tells TMZ he was in his backyard last week in Spring Hill, Tennessee, drinking a beer, talking to his brother on the phone about LeBron James and the Lakers. Devon's brother called him a bandwagon Lakers fan. To which Devon uh, replied, "I got ninety nine problems." but a bitch ain't one. A neighbor apparently overhearing the conversation misinterpreted the lyric and told the cops he thinks Devon is beating his fiance, who, by the way, was upstairs taking a bath. Guess he's beating that bitch. So, uh, yeah, according to police report uh, obtained by TMZ, cops raced to Devon's home after the caller told him he heard Devon say 99 problems and this bitch ain't one. Devon says cops ultimately got to his house and onto his property with guns drawn before they realized it was a total misunderstanding, to say the least. Devon says cops apologized because it seems he got swatted. Devon kept his cool, but it seems it's one uh, particular neighbor who is not cool with him. Um, yeah, Devon is definitely a brother but uh, I'm assuming that's a, that's a cockazoid on the other end. And it's actually funny because driving down um, downtown Gilbert, there's a brunch spot and it has a sign out that says, I got 99 problems, but brunch ain't one. And I want to pull in there and I want to ask the manager, did y'all ask Jay-Z if y'all can say that corny shit? Like, did y'all ask him if y'all can use that shit? Because I, I have a problem with you have a bunch of white organizations that they're quick to use hip-hop lingo to be cool and hip and all that but y'all don't fuck with the culture y'all will use it real quick to make some money off of but y'all don't fuck with the culture take this well, shit down use the shania twain lyric use some shit that you actually you fuck don't with. don't, tell you don't impress it much that's only one line i know from shania twain but is that that okay because they say that imitation is flattery so is that not the biggest uh kudos that you can give someone no. other than get and, and then but to caveat my very same thought it's not that they put you know hyphen jay-z or sean carter there at the bottom so maybe you're right maybe it is all just being used up but at and the same time I, and it again know. is just always the concern of us african-americans it was the same thing with iggy azalea it started getting all hip-hop-ish that's when molly cyrus was doing justin bieber and all that you guys hop on the black bandwagon and you do all this black stuff when it's cool and you guys are making money off of it but then when your white fans get too upset you're like oh no we don't fuck with that shit anyway no no we back to this whiteness and so it's a costume and like my blackness is not a costume i'm i'm always black i i always live this culture and so don't come over here and make a prop. Y'all got other shit that y'all can make profits off of. Y'all don't have to make profits off of us. Use your shit. If your shit is so cool and our shit is so derogatory, use use them Shania Twain lyrics. I'm pretty sure Reba McIntyre got some shit. Taylor Swift got some shit y'all can borrow and put on your little flyer. Like, don't use our shit. 
I'm actually wondering, because I always think when I think of, uh, I mean, I guess white man's been stealing from every every other race since the beginning of times, right? For as long as we can record race differences, um, whether you're talking about Spaniards coming in, raping Indians, and you know, giving us a good old America. But I am curious though as to like, because I, when I think musically, it to me it kind of goes back to the Elvis effect. You know, like we couldn't have, you know, sexy uh, pelvic thrusting because, you know, it, it was too sexual. And then Elvis does it. And yes, it's still risque, but it's not as bad. And it's like it almost like it needs, uh, you know, someone who's white in order to kind of make it OK. Need, and someone white to make it right. <laughs> and maybe that's where the saying goes. And, you know, what I'm saying once you once you a wood, you have to be up to no good. But I think and I know I was talking shit about it post Malone earlier, but I feel like he really then for the next generation of, of whites really opened up that borderline, not only from like alt rock to country, but again, just being Caucasian in general. And, and although the avenues of that goes to that, he really has to be in a, in a position to to make a killing. And if he doesn't like he had all the proper tools, kind of like uh, uh, again, quoting Chappelle again, when he was talking shit about the dude who was on uh, to make a murderer, he's like, you had all the proper resources. You could have, you could have got away. You know what I'm saying? He said, made some kind of reference about um, even the juice was looking back like, man, I wish I had those eyes, right? Or something like that. That's real. But and, uh... I, you know, I, I wanted to throw out just because of just judgments and whatnot. Uh, and you can look on the notes or just through the Googles. But we talked about this before about a former Ohio judge that had uh, beat the tar out of his wife. Um, and I'm not too sure if they were married at the time, if that was his ex-wife. Well, he, I think, had to do like nine months uh, in, in jail. So, again, I don't remember the point where him being a judge to him whooping his girl's ass if, if or if he lost his judge's card or however that works. But uh, he apparently, once he got done with his nine months, he killed the bitch. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, not only is this a judge who I'm sure has seen some things, I'm sure maybe she has some dirt and this is really going to mess up his election, uh, you know, uh, possibilities or running for whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you already got busted for beating this woman to death with your bare hands. And then you get nine months. And the, technically that's, that's not too bad. I mean, not to say that that's good considering that, you know, if it out justifies, you know, whatever, but nine months for almost killing somebody like, and I, and I feel like that's obviously intentionally, you know, premeditated. Like it wasn't like it accidentally happened. The fact that he came back and she wound up stabbed to death, like there was no coincidence. And I think they, I'm not too sure if they got a plea out of his ass or not, but how much do you have to hate someone? You just did not nine months. You'd figure, you know what? The last thing I want to do is ever look at this person again. If you really hated them and you got to the point where you beat them down, but how much do you hate someone is after doing this nine months, you figure, you know, I might get life after this one, but I'm going to come and get you. That was all bad. And yeah, Lance Mason, uh, yeah, killed his estranged spouse, uh, was initially taken to the hospital after crashing into a police car at the scene, is now being held in custody. And, uh, yeah, apparently he punched his wife 20 times after a couple argued while returning from a relative's funeral. And, uh, yeah, they found uh, Aisha Frazier's body in the driveway of her home in the city of Shaker Heights. It's a damn shame. And... Uh, oh damn and the couple sits the four-year-old children were in the vehicle at the time so they did the, he did this shit in front of the kids too god damn yo one thing that oh damn trip. i guess the race wrong there's some black people yeah yeah oh, she was shit. too i thought Bro. it was white 
excited. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm glad we caught this one on camera. I didn't want to give that away because it oh. sounds like some white people shit, right? But that's so again, I I go back to you, brother, being the the yang or the yang of this thing. How much do you have to hate somebody <laughs> to not only beat them? Because I don't even like arguing from the kids. Every time it gets to some snapping, I'm just like, hey, you know what? Let's you know, what I'm let's put this shit on pause. Which of course is always for my convenience because I, I apparently say shit to get her pissed off. But I'm like, hey, let's put shit on pause. You know what I'm saying? The kids don't want to see the shit because legit, legit. I think I, I've had a few things, or you know, what I'm saying more, more one to nine times of you know, what I'm saying this short life of you know getting shit flung at me. And the baby, the baby sees this shit, and we discovered he has an arm because he's like, "Oh, mama's throwing shit." Oh, I could do it too. <laughs> yeah, I could do it too. And it's crazy because I'm I'm quite impressed by how he throws. I'm like, he didn't. I, I never had an arm, so then, you know what I'm saying. God bless that some somehow, some way. And but when I see that, I'm like, oh, he caught this. And then sometimes like he, you know, who kind of gives deep kisses. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. You witnessing too much. You seen too much. The fact that <laughs> he went, you know what I'm saying, 20 blows. Look, that that's more than a shut the fuck up. That's I, wow shit. I can understand me a hua hua. Hua. Maybe just you know what I'm saying, if you're OCD and gotta do it in threes, maybe in even numbers, you gotta do it in four. But 20, bro. Uh, you, you try to knock a bitch out. And that is horrible. Like uh yeah, he obviously clearly has something going on uh, with him, and um, I hope they throw him under the jail because uh, that shit is fucking horrible, especially doing that in front of your kids. Like, it's bad enough to kill somebody, but to do it in front of the kids because them kids are scarred now. Yeah. You know, um, tweet, kind of different, but kind of in the same boat. But um, there was a tweet I had saw, and it said that um, the way you speak to your, your children becomes their inner voice as they become an adult. And mm -hmm. that is a powerful statement because, again, like I say this all the time, like the monsters in the world were created by their parents. You, mm -hmm. the, 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 the environment, the whatever you, you inflict upon your kids as they're growing up is what they're going to grow and project out to the world. And that is the reason why, same thing, me and Skips, we don't argue in front of the kids. Uh, I don't play anything with cussing or anything like that in front of the kids. Like I put a very positive image forth in front of the kids and I have open and honest conversations with them or whatever because I want them to grow up and be open and honest people and that's the reason why like I'm like I said I'm glad that you know we get the parent teacher conferences and they're like oh yeah your kids are the best kids in the school in the you know class or whatever Ooh, they stun on them for example like Yo, I got a stunt on them. Like, yo, this shit, this shit ain't easy, yo. But uh, me and Skips, we doing our damnedest, or whatever, to put forth some, some, some positive role models in the in 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 the in the universe. Like, it, it the shit ain't easy. But uh, somebody got to do it. So, and we we got to try to be decent people. And I feel like I think that's just if we could do that bare minimum, if we could all do the bare minimum, we're trying to be decent. I feel like the overachievers are going to take care of everything nice and properly. But all we got to do is at least be decent. Yeah, they, they'll figure out the rest of the shit. Yeah, it, it's funny how you mentioned about being thankful. Because um, when we did our little little Friday late Thanksgiving dinner, you know, I had to take the realms being the being the man, and uh, you know, start the you know, you know, I, I would love for any excuse to be able to pray out in public. Uh, but one thing that I legit, because everyone took the the basics. Oh, and I'm proud. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm like, oh no, it's played out. Give me something different. Give me something juicy. Give me some and, new shit. Uh, but yeah, give me some new shit. What have you What have you been thankful for lately? Because I know I, I got a pissed you pissed you off on the way over here. But no, one of the things that I legit was happy for one of those days. And I think that's that's what made everything so easy to digest and have people over and have to host yeah. and do all that nonsense. Is that I hadn't been pissed off that whole day, 
and it was weird because I actually had a I thought it out loud. I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've been mad all day. <laughs> like with with you know with two with with three knuckleheads running around here. I'm like, I don't think I've been pissed all day. They, I think I think there was a milk spill. I'm pretty sure someone bit somebody. And oh, yo, my uh, my middle kid legit has a, like a scar across his eye because his cousin had a weird reaction or reflux, and he, he legit looks like Scarface now. And not one shed a tear. And I'm thinking, man, have I scared these guys like so hardcore to not to to not hit back that he just become gun? I just hadn't been mad the whole day, and I was just like, man, that's a god blessing because I, I get pissed for some first world problem shit so easily. And I try to be hashtag woke and whatnot, but it's, you know what I'm saying? When, when you're so blessed, the the smallest things, you know what I'm saying, will get you. But, yeah, like the like the princess and the pea or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have such royalty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The this the, the dumbest shit that's going to tip you. No, and I'm I'm the same way because anyone that's around me constantly, uh, I'm always say I'm one of the most patient people that you'll come across or whatever. And then even like I don't get upset in rush hour of traffic. I can get stuck in traffic for two hours. I don't get road rage. I just hey, it is what it is. And I got a pocket. Let me click on a motherfucking website. It take more than eight seconds to load. Man, it's some bullshit, man. Why would? What is wrong with the internet? <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of other people that uh, should be decent human beings, uh, but apparently aren't. Uh, did you see all this controversy over uh, Chipotle and the manager they got fired? <laughs> but dude, Chipotle is life. What? What could have possibly happened to them get them giving some some manila? You know what I'm saying? Every now and again. So apparently out in Minnesota, there was a Chipotle manager who got fired because she was working one day and she refused to uh feed these customers unless they paid first. Um, the video went viral. Uh, the band said he was discriminated against at a Chipotle um, and that, you know, she was like, no, y'all got to pay first. And then um, it was some black kids. And then uh, a white woman came up uh, to get food. And then they gave the white woman the food and let her pay at the end or whatever and all that. And so the black kids were screaming discrimination, discrimination. But then apparently, as the story could continue to unfold apparently these guys are known to dine and dash and they mm. even brag about it on their social media page about dining and dashing and now chipotle is caught with their pants down because they tried to be woke and hop in front of some shit and like oh wait those are some bad niggas though oh wait hold up <laughs> oh we didn't investigate fully oh those are the wrong niggas to try to stand up for oh i didn't oh i didn't know that so how did that come to light did Someone do some like Twitter searching and post. Yes, shout out to the the beautiful world of Twitter. Like a lot of people don't realize, like the that shit is public. And so uh, the guy that posted the video, like, oh man, look how they treat us black people out here. Oh man, it is horrible, man. Racism, racism. Black Lives Matter. And then unfortunately, people went through their tweets. It was like, no, y'all niggas always bragging about dining and dashing. No, use the right ones. And more than likely, um, they probably have dined and dashed on this Chipotle before. And that's probably why the manager's like, nah. I know y'all niggas. <laughs> nah, nah, y'all gotta pay. Y'all gotta pay. 
and the thing about Chipotle too is that they kind of do it similar to like a subway sort of thing where you go down the line, ask for whatever it is that you want on top of it, depending, right? And if you're getting a bowl or whatever, and you always have to pay at the end. So unless, and usually there's, I mean, at least in my opinion, there's like kind of a long little, not maze like, but a little line you have to follow in order to get out the damn thing. So I'm wondering, like, they definitely had to frequent there before to be recognized and whatnot. Oh, oh, but he looks suspect. Though. Look at him. You could tell he was being super loud as hell, too. Um, I'm seeing the hands moving in this video for any of our uh, audio listeners. Uh, little snippets of the video that was posted. But I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, they'd had to have you know, done some malarkeys or whatnot to, to get noticed See, like that. And the unfortunate part about it is I unfortunately despise the members of the black community like this. Uh, Shouts out to the famous crit. Chris Rock joke about there's black people and there's niggas and these are some niggas and unfortunately um, niggas will do some dumb shit like this and then it gives white people the reason why see that's why I'm racist See, look, you see, look, all these black people are just making this up. Oh, no, they're all criminals and trying to get away with some stuff. So you guys, when you guys pull this bullshit and try to turn this into a racism thing or whatever, you dilute the entire cause. You dilute what all the rest of us are fighting for because y'all do this dumb shit. And then you're going to get some fucking Trump supporter that's going to ignore everything else that's going on. And then they're going to reference this fucking Chipotle story for the next 20 fucking years about the reason why they don't trust niggas. So yeah fuck y'all niggas yeah yeah you're right and it it, it takes so many steps back it's just it's like man why'd you gotta do that like you know shorty in the back throwing up the peace sign like she sees she on camera she's like what up niggas shouts out to my squad (laughs) i see yo but one thing i'm wondering and maybe this is just being young but i I, you would think though being so young that you were because i was always paranoid i always i mean maybe i'm I'm sure i'm I'm, i know i'm sure with a lot of breadcrumbs out there that you know that can bite me in the ass but at the same point like if you're doing this thing you figure you wouldn't also that'd be the same account where you know you stunting on the gram you know like like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be ratchet you have to have your righteous twitter and you gotta have your ratchet twitter that's the reason why i got three four five of them you know it's just I don't know. I'm a little bit mad at that. I'm 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 mad that they that they were so so dumb about it though. Like it's a damn shame. And um yeah, because Chipotle they had fired and they said their ashes were based on the facts known to us immediately after the incident. We now have additional information which needs to be investigated further. We want to do the right thing, so after further investigation, we'll retrain, rehire, and if it war uh, if the fact warranted um so yeah so they're talking about possibly rehiring the girl so uh it's a damn shame because i mean she was just tr- fucking trying to do her job but um on the other side of the whole fast food spectrum you have that incident where you had uh um, some black people acting like some real shit wasn't going on when it was but then the other side out in fucking mcdonald's uh did you see the story about the Samo- uh, somalian uh, American kids who got a gun pulled out on them at a McDonald's and then the manager proceeded to kick mm-hmm. them the fuck out of the McDonald's for getting a gun pulled out on them. <laughs> I can just imagine these some, some pirate ass niggas. Like, oh, oh, they, they thought they was there for the booty. They was there for all the pirate booty. But, um, yeah, apparently uh, police have launched an investigation into a man who allegedly pulled a gun on a group of teens who were mostly black and Somali inside of Minnesota. Oh, shit, Minnesota again. Uh, McDonald's, footage of which went viral Yo, last Tuesday. Quick, quick shout out to little Yachty uh, speaking the most obvious truths. It gets cold in Minnesota. He had a song that just literally just, that was the whole fucking hook. 
fucking cold in Minnesota. Like, no shit. I, I've seen Fargo. It's cold in Minnesota. All right. He's out here cold, real cold. Fucking horrible. Now, um, the McDonald's manager can also be seen yelling at the teens to get the fuck out of my store, despite having just been threatened with a gun. Uh, Farada Osman, 16, who recorded and uploaded the video, told BuzzFeed News that she believes the fact that she and her friends were black, including three other young women who were wearing habibs, was at the core of the confrontation and the way McDonald's employees responded. I think it's because we're black and Muslim, Farada said. I've had people being racist towards me before, but I've never had a gun pulled on me until now. <clears throat> and this is actually the uh, video. Shouts out to Farada's uh, Twitter handle, uh, Snatching Edges, multiple S's. You know, <laughs> shouts out to her. She real, she real. But um, yeah, apparently, as the story goes, there was a group of teens inside the McDonald's. Uh, one of them may have got too close or bumped the guy or something. The guy claims that they were all up on him. And so he turned around, pulled a gun out. The kids got all crazy. Like, oh, oh hold up, which you fucking do when someone pulls a gun out on you. And uh, kids got nervous. And then the McDonald's uh, manager was like, hey, get the fuck out the store. And she's yelling at them. They're like, that nigga just pulled a gun out on me, to which the manager was like, uh, if he pulled a gun out on you, it's probably because y'all deserved it. <laughs> Guess the race of the manager. Yeah. Not, so, not uh, hard to dispute. Yeah, here's the video. And so you see the push. The guy pulls the gun out there because, as you can see, the kids are starting to run. And actually, you know what? Let me let me full screen this bitch. Like, well, like you know. Would that be okay to have on a visual feed? Yeah, this shouldn't be copywritten. So uh, the kids run. So apparently that's when he pulled the gun. He's talking to shit. He leaves. The kids are like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? And they can't believe a gun got pulled out on them. As you see, they got their bibs on. And that's when the man, oh, no, y'all niggas, y'all round these niggas up. Get these niggas out of here. And that's when the manager is like, get the fuck out. And they like, he just pulled a gun. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Y'all some niggas. Niggers, get out of here. She looks racist. You are not look, welcome. You can just look at her face and you can just tell she's racist. Wait, is she defending them? I don't know. No, she's trying to kick them the fuck out. Oh, she came from out the kitchen. Look at that. Ooh, she came into the fight. They didn't even and take the kids gloves. are like, uh, the niggas outside with a gun. Like, that ain't cool. So, uh, yeah, shouts out to them. That's a damn shame. Damn shame. Yo, so they, they just got booted then? Nothing else happened? So, yeah, that was the last of the story. Um, the video incident went viral on Twitter after being posted Monday, racking up nearly 650,000 views. Um, police said in a statement to BuzzFeed News Tuesday, they were investigating the circumstances surrounding the incident to determine if a crime was committed. The owner-operator of the Eden Parade McDonald's, Paul Ostergaard, also said in a statement that they were taking the matter seriously. We're working with local law enforcement. Basically, we're trying to find any reason why these niggers are at fault, because if these niggers are at fault, I don't want to hear no more about this monkeying around business. Now, if it does appear that this here white man didn't do the, didn't do the due diligence of what he should have did, then maybe we'll probably ban him for like a week or so <laughs> from our establishment, from our lovely, lovely McNuggets. But um, we got to get a hold of these niggers. We know that these Somalians are are pirates, and we got to watch them, man. They they be here for the, all the booty. They try to steal the pirate booty. <laughs> I said they try to loot the booty. They try to, to steal the all the napkins. But the reason why we got to keep the sauces behind the counter, and when you ask for for three, we gonna give you one. And that's after you asked twice, like, mm. totally hot down. 
Yo, and uh, but, uh yeah, they're just such, such scammers, though, man. Like you really, uh, and again, it's it's and right, especially right now with the Black Fridays and whatnot. Like this is literally where uh, burglars are like at their peak, and they're out there, you know, what I'm saying, feeling the pressures of the holiday seasons, uh, or maybe just you know being just saw some shenanigan makers uh you know out, out there stealing shit and i was for whatever reason i was listening to the show talking about um uh man people who what is it called when when you shoplift and you you don't do it on purpose like supposedly just it, it, you get triggered uh oh, they, try to, they, they try to say uh who's that bitch who was stealing panties she was in uh um edward scissorhands renona writer remember she got caught stealing panties a few years back yeah and they're trying to say that. that she has some kind of disease where you just steal shit i, I can't believe i'm forgetting yes, the word whiteness. that's what it is because white people don't do any <laughs> crimes white people are perfect uh law-abiding citizens until they get these weird diseases that cause them to do crimes now the rest of these motherfuckers they do that shit because they're savages <laughs> savages who are not civilized Yo. but us white folks nah man it's a disease it's a disease <laughs> yo and i laughed that when i was reading one of the studies and i can't believe the, the, the audience hopefully knows what the hell i'm talking about but they've done studies to where people who have this like manic nature um, don't do it on purpose. Supposedly they don't go out plotting it. It just happens when they're in the moment and they get this burst of energy that that's the only way they can satisfy it. And I guess what makes it okay at the same time is most of the people who do it truly manically are, are hoarders and that they never actually use the items. They just kind of collect it somewhere like a fucking uh, squirrel stashing its nuts. like. When I was hearing this explanation, I'm thinking to myself, well, I wonder what the majority of the race were of these people who, again, are willing to openly say that they steal shit and then at the same time say that they don't premeditate it, that it just happens at a burst. Like, like you're the reason why, in order to, for me to get some stupid fucking eyeliner I, at Walmart, I got to go through this freaking little uh, secluded little alleyway with its own little register with a bunch of other bitches that are super upset to have to be there and i'm like, this all could have been avoided all because people have these manic i can't believe i'm forgetting the damn word you don't know what i'm talking about no where I don't you think just, I affluent i mean that yeah you you'd figure right for for being not knowing that you couldn't do that um but it it kind of led me to this other story. If you don't mind, before we go into an, an, an entertainment thing, there was a couple in, in uh, Philly that supposedly in the links, there's a link in my notes um, that there was this homeless man that supposedly had given this bitch twenty his last twenty dollars because she had ran out of gas. So they had started to go fund me for this uh, homeless veteran who again gave his last twenty dollars to help her out. So she felt entitled, and they had raised like four hundred thousand uh, dollars to find out that the homeless man wasn't getting this cut, and they both had brand new his and her uh, Bentleys or Beamers, and. Uh, as the story goes, which it, it, you know, it prolonged for a little while, um, come to find out that all of it was, uh, was a scam, which you figure, why would this homeless veteran give his $20 to some bitch who looks like she was late in picking up her Starbucks that morning, you know, saying help her out with some gas, which mind you, I, I know that there's people with hearts out there and, you know, any woman in, in need is, is definitely a, a friend of mine indeed. Um, but it, it almost seemed fishy again to find out that it was legit an entire scam 
and and then now you see this dude because he looked like like i mean who who doesn't look like jesus you know what i'm saying when they're skinny you know what i'm saying uh um skin like the moonlight and you know super mm-hmm. like grizzly looking uh homelessly right and uh turns out that it was just it was just a whole scam in itself that that dude on the far left for those that are watching that was the dude who played the homeless man which you figure yeah he looks like a meth head right so does the bitch in the okay, middle either one of those guys <laughs> I mean, you figure he the the guy on the far right looks a little bit too uh, put together, but that the the two on the on the right there were a couple, and then there was these other stories from the Enquirer uh, that tripped me out. Maybe it makes you question what you read in the Enquirer, but supposedly the chick was fucking the homeless guy at the same time, which you figure that explains why he gave her his last twenty, because you know you gotta do what you gotta do even for your side bitches. I'm saying do with what you can. And again, to, to no, find out bro, that dome was righteous. Here's another 20. <laughs> you have pleased the Lord today. Uh, but again, to find out that they were, that it was a, uh, an entire sham together. The, the dude on the left was just using a shit for heroin, apparently. And that's why they had to give them to him in small dosages. Cause you figure motherfuckers, you got $400,000. Like that would be enough to get a super nice house, get you a new car and still take care of some debt. Like that's more than enough to start a new life. And, uh, yeah, they didn't want to give it to him, especially when the, he mentioned that they have some brand-new uh, uh, BMWs, which I'd be hating on, you know what I'm saying, his and hers. They're not even married. What, what you doing with all some, with so much money altogether? But, uh, no, it, it tripped me out to, to see that she that she's trying to back up out of it. So it just seemed like a bunch of rats that they weren't happy with their cut at the end of the day and uh, got cut up. And it, but it, the reason show. why I mentioned this is because you see – what happens when you have a good thing that you feel like you're doing and then you see all, all this, you know, all this fake shit. So it makes you wonder like how much of this is BS and how can you ever know that what you're putting money out for is really going to go to this thing? Like if like, you know, imagine we had someone nice enough to, you know, saying for the fans out there that want to contribute to the Patreon and try to get this show up and running. Like, how are you going to know that verse ain't going, is going to feed his little black baby bibs. You know what I'm saying? And, the plug twice. You know what I'm saying? Like he, <laughs> he ain't even allowed at, at his, you know what I'm saying? Neighborhood Chipotle. Like you, you <laughs> figure. <laughs> but know, that, that reminded me of this story. Did you see the story of the Twitter, uh, the black Twitter user who may have scammed uh, MAGA fans out of thousands of dollars? How did that, happen? that That seems interesting. So apparently uh, there's a few things the Magna crowd loves more than a black Republican. Uh, the mere, uh, or there are few things that the Magna crowd loves more than a black Republican with the me- uh, meteoric rise of Candace Owens and the embrace of Kanye West. Um, they love, you know, dishing out money for them. Now, this girl had tweeted out, I will not hide any longer. The left has made us feel as if us black Republicans should hide, but not anymore. Hashtag blacks for Trump. Hashtag walk away, hashtag MAGA. And uh, she got like 24,000 likes. Uh, the tweet went viral and um, she got a momentary blast of internet fame, but things went awry when apparently her uh, parents disowned her for supporting Trump. So uh, she tweeted out, um, I'm now getting kicked out. My mother, uh, mother literally woke me up out of my sleep and screamed at me. How could you support this monster? She doesn't even know him. So how could he be a monster? I just wish they understood this morning is getting worse and worse. And she sent, uh, she put out these tweets of uh, her mother uh, kicking her out the house and hey, bitch, you got to go. <laughs> So then uh, she set up a GoFundMe, asking for a financial report, uh, support from her new Republican fan base. She said, if you can find it in your hearts to help this young black Republican pay for school, it would be appreciated. 
Um, and apparently, um, she uh, raised some money, and um, she was like, uh, "Wait, what is the table turned less than three hours after claiming to have been disowned by her family?" She revealed that the test messages and the Mac and hat was a ruse to scam desperate and insecure Republicans. Uh, someone had said, um, "Dang, where's it at?" Yo, so white guilt is—is is that what I'm hearing? That was that white guilt that that's, that's what got you to pay. But uh, the chick tweeted out, uh, somebody had tweeted out, hey, this chick that's uh, pretending to be a Trump supporter, she made the story up or whatever. And then uh, the chick responded, um, hey, stop snitching. Um, I'm about to buy me an iPhone 10. And so <laughs> <laughs> shouts out to her uh, and shouts out to the racists who they're like, oh, my God, let's support these black people. These black people, they finally, they're, they're awoke. They're finally awoke. And like, nah, they're just scamming you because you guys yeah, are yeah, uh, get it. You live. Been like at one point though. Like, like I don't know if I can find if I'm mad uh, at her because your mic is acting up. Oh, is it really? I'm, yeah. I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm just kind of flabbergasted, not knowing if I can be mad at her. Yo, I'm never mad. I, I, I hate the player. I never hate the game. Like, yo, I'm not mad. If you're gonna make some money off some motherfuckers for scamming, like, I, hey, get it, get it how you can get it. I always, I am a firm believer if someone gets over on you, um, hey, they got over on you. Like, I, I've had people say that before where, like, someone will come up to me because I don't I don't give money to all the homeless people that I come across. I, it just always depends on, it's a mood, it's a feel, if you will. And um, Case by case. It's a case by case thing. And sometimes someone will come up and um, I don't know if I 100% believe their story, but um, if they're making it up, I mean, oh well. I just had a woman today. I fucking came out of a Burlington. She came up. She, so, sir, sir. Uh, let me start from the beginning. So, uh, I'm from Atlanta, and uh, I came out here uh, for Thanksgiving, and uh, like my water, my water pipe busted, and um, I need like I need like fourteen dollars to like get get back to Atlanta, and then like if you give me fifty cents, I'm like fifty cents close. Like I could tell this bitch had practices. I was like, here, I got seventy four cents. Go ahead and take the seventy four cents. Leave me the fuck alone, like. Yo, you know it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny to be in that situation. I feel like when when something is truly real, I feel like the spirit of the universe it'll it'll talk to you, and, and you know, and you might get a, a, a softer heart. But a lot of times, you you do hear such BS that you just, you don't want you don't want you not that you don't want to believe it, but you can see so many gaps and so many loopholes and so many just not coherent, complete sort of things that it does make you feel you feel jaded. And I remember I got suckered. This is the first time I I, I can recall being suckered. Um, and it was a big heavy set we said dude who was quoting some some new text to me. And this is when I was I think at my most religious. So I was just I was just I was a sucker for this. Game, but even the even the devil was was quoting scripture to Jesus when he was you know what I'm saying going through going through his little temptations. Uh, but uh, but it was the trippiest part is this dude looked like looked like he was handicapped. Looked like you know medical. So no, uh, a mixture of oil and then Bad Mar Bad Margera's daddy from Jackass when he don't get the hell out of guy. And it and it's always always, you know, them needing money, you know, change for the bus, right? And and again, me being so suckered and roped into into some church that I'm definitely more more uh, um hearing about now or try try to look at full spectrums of things. Anyways, I get this dude to twenty, right? And it was so easy that this dude, I swear, I, I, I think I barely turned my back for like a second. 
this dude was gone. I don't know what car he dipped into. I don't know what parallel universe he he just slurped his way out of. But like he was gone. I'm gone. He, he, my twenty, and he he vanished. Like I don't know. That made that quota, I, and, and he and he just he just disappeared. Like I don't know if God's really out here to handle. You know what I'm saying? And once they meet their quota, quota they just they get zapped back to him. Like <laughs> I'm talking talking someone when I say that. But at the same time, I couldn't explain, couldn't explain what the hell he was doing. <laughs> like, oh. So, anyways, anyways, I think I'm, I'm very matching because you're starting to skip. Oh, am I? Am I really? Yeah, starting to skip. Oh, oh. Do some things. <laughs> but uh, it's a hot damn shame. But shouts out to the scammers. I'm never mad at the scammer. Get your money any as long as you're not hurting somebody. I don't care. Yeah. Get your money. I hope you're not stealing. I hope you're not shitting on people. You uh, know what I'm people trying to be trying people trying to be honest out here. Like I hope that you're not using people up. Just because again, you're gonna make it harder for someone who you know, it, what's the old tale about crying wolf? Like that legit kind of that's like one of the best like moral stories because you just you know you never know when you're actually gonna be on that end of the foot. But I hate it when that shit gets thrown at me, man. I, I have uh, an eternal interesting relationship with uh, or my mom, me and my mom's interacting in a certain way that probably like if my if my grandma wasn't you know on this earth, like I wouldn't have any heart for her. And I know that sounds terrible, but I just I wouldn't like I probably wouldn't deal with her. And uh, probably some of my humanity would go along with her. But anyways, um, there's just certain things that when she just like when she, as soon as she's out spewing some shit, like like I not only do I not believe her, but now I'm on guard because she she thinks that she's gonna. What is it called? Well, like she's gonna oh. uh, question my intelligence. Uh, oh. She must really think I'm Wait. dumb. For what? Some reason Skips is calling. What? Yeah, we're me and me and Soul Papa are totally podcasting. You just messed up the vibe. I wouldn't say the I wouldn't say the vibe is messed up, but but can you wait? Can you hear him? Wait, Papa, say something. Can yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to say I wouldn't necessarily say the vibe was messed up, but it's very interesting. Is there some kind of breaking news that's happening? Oh no, she can't hear you. Oh no, I was trying to I was trying to get her to uh, pick up something, and she she messed up the vibe. The vibes are ruined. Thanks, Skips. Hey, you didn't tell me you were doing the podcast tonight. For I, sure, I totally said that we're doing the podcast. <laughs> um, totally. You said, "Oh, I might. I know what I might mean." Nah, son. Nah, yeah. son. You might, and you might not. Nah, son. That's very true. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate. You're a mess. Just anyway, do you need me to grab that? Uh, sure. Feds watching. Hold up. No. Hey. no. Wait. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. Feds watching. No ain't, ain't no transactions happening right now. Oh no. Hold up. Hold up. Feds watching. Hold up. Takashi. You saw. You saw how they did Takashi. No. Don't do me like that. Hold up. I'm trying to get you. I don't know. I don't know nothing. I didn't even say anything. Nah. I don't know nothing, officer. <laughs> say nothing. I didn't even say what it was. I'm just saying. I said I. I knew what was up. That's why I said you still need that. It could be anything. Yeah. I Oh, can wait, you tell what, her I said say, Papa? safe out there, please? Can you tell her I said to be safe? Papo said be safe out there. He can hear you, but you can't hear him. Yeah, I can't hear him at all, but I'm in the car, so it's like a lot noisier. You're... Wait, she's not listening to the show as she's driving, is she? That's going to upset me. No, no, she just called. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, all right, I'll see you when you get her. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Oh, You're... Yo, one of the things that I always feel obligated to have to do, I feel like I, I got to be the one to drive Miss Daisy and the children. 
Like, do you not feel like that at all? Like, funny, she does the majority of the driving. I think uh, the majority of the times we're in her car because it's newer, and the majority of times she drives because she doesn't like being in the passenger seat. Ah, okay. We'll say we'll say it's a Capricorn thing, I guess. It must be y'all. Capricorns are interesting. I'll just say that. No, but it, it's a it's a trip though because and I, and again this is totally egotistical way of thinking but like I feel like God loves me so much he, he gonna protect me and in order for other people to be protected I gotta be with him I don't know if them that, that that's that that sounds egotistical it sounds silly but that's just how it thinks oh my Sometimes. god so uh, well I guess speaking of uh, protection did you. Uh, I, I guess God Almighty intervened and uh, protected Pusha T. Did you see uh, all the shit that went down in motherfucking Toronto? Yo, now I didn't think Canada was hard. I mean, just because of them being the most polite and, you know, you think of like Montana and people saying sorry and all that good stuff in, in Canada. Like you, you don't, you don't think hardest niggas on earth, right? Or is that me? Or did drake brings some kind of middle class uh gangsterisms out into the streets that maybe weren't televised before he, he didn't put a battery in their back and they charged up but okay. uh fucking uh shouts out to uh push a team drake uh beef continues as uh some toronto goons tried to run up on push a t uh what in toronto and uh push a t contend continue to keep it as gangster as he always does um so apparently, yeah, it, uh, it's, it takes more than a few goons to uh, shake up Pusha T. The hip-hop veteran uh, was performing out in Toronto when some goons tried to run up on the stage or wherever. Some the goons was, like, throwing beer up on the stage or wherever, trying to wild out. Uh, a couple of the guys tried to run up on stage or wherever they got dealt with uh uh, accordingly and then uh fucking uh push a t put on like a motherfucking poncho and came <laughs> back with fucking uh red lights flaring in the background and uh said listen let me tell y'all something this nigga paid some niggas to throw beer nigga fuck is that y'all know where the fuck i'm from y'all don't even know uh keep going in this bitch fuck that no gains to shit and he continued to uh perform uh motherfucking infrared um, after the Toronto goons tried to jump him, he was like, nigga, I'm in your city. You just try to have some niggas jump me and I'm still going to diss you in your motherfucking city. <laughs> Keep it gangster. Yo, but, uh, but does Drake really got people, you know, oh, he can have security. Yeah, yeah, but he can have security, but he's going to have motherfuckers on the street say, I, I don't know, fucking, the, if you're reading this, it's too late. Was my life like? I mean, I I, I can't see, like I, I I can't I can no longer hate on Drake to the point where he doesn't. I, I can't say that he doesn't have hits. I can't say that he's been doing this thing for ten plus years and has been so consistent that he in the world of commercialisms he definitely has etched, has sketched his way into the Mount Rushmore of commercialism. But I don't know if I can s believe that. People are gonna shoot for him unless they feel unless they're unless they're on the in payroll. All it takes is some money, and yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Drake paid some dudes off to try to go do some shit out in Toronto. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Drake got money; he's one of the richest guys in the game, 
And uh, Drake has been known to be surrounded by some goons to keep him protected. And that's the reason why Drake has been untouchable. That's the reason why you ain't ever seen in Drake's career some niggas run up on him and touch him because Drake is surrounded by goons. He he has protection. He's doing it the right way. But, um, yeah, shouts out to Pushtu for keeping it gangster or whatever. And, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, Toronto niggas got a battery in their back because Tory Lanes and Joner Lucas are uh, dissing each other right now. And Tory Lanes is doing it for the sake of Toronto. And so <laughs> Canada Yo, niggas is trying to show they tough. They what's trying. up with that uh, something Lucas? Because he was all over the new Eminem album. No, yeah, so he's a new up-and-coming guy. He's pretty sick. The uh, few records he has out and heard, he out here trying to catch one. But, uh, yeah, he definitely, he's doing his thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm wondering, do you know where the connection with him and, and M, how that started? Because I, I could imagine him, I, I could see M always recording. I could see him with his, you know, his ear to the YouTube pages and SoundClouds or whatever, trying to see who the next up-and-comer is. But, like, is that as easy as or no as far as i know it's um i think their only history is just the lyricism that joiner could spit because uh m shotted him out he talked about on um he has a song i think the fall is the name of it where uh he disses the video for that one i think yeah and he disses uh lord jamar because lord jamar says that he doesn't belong in the game oh m is like what are you talking about i am flow i influence the coles the hopsons the loiners the uh, the uh jordan lucas like so he mentions a bunch of guys who are actually out here spitting right now and um i think that's their only connection that i know of is that lucas he gets busy on the mic and so m respects him off of that so but it, see, it would interested me out because I never heard of him before this time. You know what I'm saying? Like even, you know what I'm saying? No, he came out. This was at least a year before the M album came out. Okay. Yeah. Well then, yeah, I was just I was curious to that because no offense from what I can remember hearing. Cause I, I remember I, from from what I remember hearing, he seemed like a, like a new voice that maybe M felt like he connected to being the you know amongst his cloth or whatever. But like I didn't hear nothing spectacular. But again, I don't know if maybe because I, I was too busy judging Eminem's ass. Well, no, I know on the I think it was called Lucky You or whatever the name of the record, the record that he has with him off of M's album. He did get busy on that. And then um, I had a homeboy that I used to work with that was a big fan of his. And uh, he put me up on a mixtape. I forgot the name of the mixtape, but Joyner had a mixtape where he essentially was uh kind of taking Gucci gang and taking all the popular records, but actually mm-hmm. spitting some real shit on it. Oh, and so Lucas is busy. Okay. He's busy. And I would commentate more on the whole Lucas uh Lane's beef because they dissed each other like twice back and forth. I ain't listening to no shits. I don't give a fuck about no rapping ass nigga or no singing ass nigga trying to rap. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't hey, care. Did, did we ever discuss the um the the machine gun Kelly and Eminem shit? Did we ever talk about that? No, that was long time ago i mean i in my personal opinion and i am uh eminem is in my top three i'm a big fan of eminem i machine gun kelly won that i'm sorry that one song where you talking about all the things because I, I don't know rap I, I, I devil. yeah rap devil uh, yeah. i'm sorry i don't give a fuck what him said on kill shot mm-hmm. rap devil was the one i'm yeah. sorry it, it definitely it definitely rattled the cage for damn sure where i had to take notice and i had to be like all right yeah that, that was something but I remember just laughing at it all. I'm like, all right, typical PR, but I don't know. Haley is bad though. And I know. That's, that's, what... 
weird part. Because I remember her when she was like fucking five on the Eminem album cover, and now like she's a uh, she's grown, and mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck happened? Like, that's yeah. weird. and YouTube for whatever reason, like so you know, like, so classic with the clickbait. Uh, I showed some people from uh, the Willy Wonka remake, and the girl who plays the little the little bitch Blueberry, uh, she she she's a thickums. And it's like, of course, you know, since you figure got recruited part of the regime, you know, but they injected her with a bunch of uh, chicken nuggets. I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> now, uh, something else that um, I can't uh, can't call. Um, so uh, I guess moving over to uh, politics, Donald Trump has been a firm believer that there's no such thing as climate change. He recently tweeted. Uh, what happened to this global warming you guys are talking about because it's the coldest it's ever been in a couple of places. How do you explain that? Global warming, huh? If it's so hot, why is it cold? Why do I have a why do I have to wear socks if it's global warming, huh? That's science. Science. But uh shouts out to uh, a new federal climate report. Oh, and your internet's breaking up again. Uh, a new federal climate report came out that was actually released by the Trump administration. And um, yeah, they let out a dire warning about climate change and this shit is real. And shouts out to the Hill who uh, brought up five major takeaways from it. Um, the report uh, that they put out, apparently climate change is real. It is intensifying and will devastate the way human beings live day to day if U.S. leaders at all levels don't take drastic action. Um, apparently, this was dubbed the fourth national climate assessment. Um, it finds that the effects of climate change are rippling across the globe, negatively affecting people's health and well-being. And it took more than 300 federal and non-federal scientists worked on the report, uh, the first of its kind under the Trump administration, its final draft reviewed by 13 federal agencies. Um and apparently they took uh oh, what's up i would say at what point are we going to stop denying this and and is it just a matter of not putting people in a panic cuz god so, that's why god <laughs> god god didn't write global warming in no here bible so that stuff doesn't exist if it's not in the bible it didn't happen well, did it dinosaurs don't exist the devil put those bones there the <laughs> devil satan himself put them bones there Ain't no dinosaurs in in the Bible. Them them dinosaurs didn't exist. Global warming is a myth. I thought they were in the Bible talking about big beasts. No, I've literally i've I've had some Christians fucking argue with me that fucking Satan put those bones in the ground because mm. it doesn't specifically say dinosaurs in the Bible. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not here to debate all that. So. Oh my goodness! And then technically, the letter J wasn't created until what the 15th century. So like, ah, my goodness. Yeah, that's all the story. The reason all why the, ignorance. The, the reason why there's no way his name was actually Jesus. But that's a story for another day. Um. But yeah, so uh, the climate report directly contradicted statements made by Trump because Trump keeps saying the Chinese made up global warming. I don't know how that is. That's uh, why they live in smoke fields of their own carbon dioxide, right? Apparently. apparently. <laughs> um, also, um, its recommendations are at odds with Trump's deregulatory agenda because Trump has been uh, talking about um, reversing and rolling back standards that put limits on vehicle and power plant emissions, uh, dismantling the application of clean water standards in some places. And this report's like, nah, nigga, we got to do the opposite of that. We got to slow this shit down. Do you believe um, that that's going to be enough of a push? Because then they say by 2020, 2025, maybe 2030, all cars are going to have some kind of computer system up in there. 
like and, and i don't know how they can ever stop or what kind of regulations can actually stop you from having a vehicle that's that old because i mean my my car is older than the age that most girls are out there in the street sucking dick like my hoopty gets me places and, so, and that's what the major issue is and that's what elon musk talked about with the electronic cars and all that uh the electric cars even if we switch over overnight now, it's going to be 20 to 30 years before we get all the current shit that's causing carbon dioxide and all this different thing. It's going to be 20 to 30 years before if we switch overnight, it's going to be 20 to 30 years before we get all them shits out of here. So mm-hmm. even if we change over the course of the next seven, eight years, it's still going to take 30 to 40 years for we get all this fucking gas cars out of here and before we get all these coal plants and all that it's going to be a long time so it unfortunately may be a little too late <laughs> yo we'll see within well in that i don't know because you'd have to start somewhere and sometimes what would be the point and then i'm, I'm laughing because i think there, there's more and more articles bagging on elon musk a little bit of a uh, weed smoking the and i know we already discussed he's knowing the ceo of tesla but or at least in the forefront pictures of it um does NASA have any kind of way to investigate? Cause that's always the articles that I see. There's always another article saying, Oh, NASA looking into his weed usage. Like they, I mean, well, NASA it, can't do nothing with him. Cause he's a private. That's a private. Yeah. That's a privately owned company. So NASA can't do anything unless NASA buys enough. snow, Cause that would be a public company mm-hmm. for them to buy stock. Yeah. They would have to be, they would have to work for, Elon Musk's company to be able to say anything because that's a probably owned company. I'm just wondering then at what point could they try to like maybe jack it? I mean, we talked before about how you just put the blueprints out there, right? But I'm wondering like if they can finagle copyright uh, ownerships or I don't know bottom line dividends over just something as stupid as smoking something that was in a legal state. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he literally uh, didn't break the law and they turned it into a big deal. Like, I don't know. But um, looking for any way to kind of carve your way in. That's what it is. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, the other findings, uh, or another thing that was interesting with the findings is that apparently the report wasn't supposed to come out till December. Well, for whatever reason, Trump's uh, administration decided to drop it this weekend, which was Thanksgiving weekend. The weekend where a great majority of Americans are dealing with family members and Thanksgiving and all that and don't have time to read the news. So there's some concern that them re, uh, releasing it on Friday was to bury it because a lot of people aren't reading the fucking news this weekend. You're right. It's the um, perfect time where no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, climate change also could slash up to one-tenth of the America's GDP by 2100. Um, they're saying that uh, as of right now, since 2015, we're spending $400 billion a year on um, weather damage, you know, repairing shit alone. And this is only going to get worse over time. And it says that uh, the reports predict that uh, heat related deaths could cost up to 1.4 billion. Sea level rises could cost one uh, or 118 billion. And infrastructure damage could cost 32 billion by the end of the century. So a lot of shit is falling the fuck apart. And of course, the thing that uh, concerns the you know, some of us is that the climate change will have a devastating impact on marginalized communities, which a fine example of that is going back and not saying that this is global warming, but going back to Hurricane Katrina. When Hurricane Katrina happened, fucked those levees up, got all those fucking poor people the fuck out of there. Uh, Same thing in Flint. 
Um, I just saw a tweet recently in Flint. Again, this isn't global warming, but just marginalized people going through issues. Um, somebody in Flint had just tweeted out uh, that, you know, their Thanksgiving dinner uh, was a success, even though they had to go through 40 cases of water to make Thanksgiving dinner because Flint still does not have clean water. How many years has it been? It's been years. Three? It's been at least three. And they still don't have clean water. Now, let that shit happen in Beverly Hills. They have clean water uh, within two to three business days. <laughs> yeah, the longest. I think it'd be same day sort of services. And one of the things with obviously the rising sea levels, and they talk about, uh, you know, they could totally flood out California. Like in that very same essence, I guess, you know, they want to worry about fires because, you know, they're going to be flooded out. And then I'm, and then me being selfish, I'm wondering how long would it take until earthquakes start becoming more of a thing in Arizona? Because we barely feel the rumblings of things, you know, that are literally just a, just a hop and a skip away. So once, you know, especially imagine we lived on this flat earth that they all believe in. If we're, once you become the crust, you know, the outer corner crust, that's when you start feeling the shakings of this non-existent round world that, you know, of course has its, its parallels all over. So man, I don't know. I'm gonna be real happy when California gets flooded, <laughs> but then I'm gonna be upset because my like, oh shit, they brought the earthquakes with it. And that is a scary thing because I know I think it was like three years ago or something. I remember there was that earthquake that happened in Tempe because I remember there were some people that were like, "Holy shit! Wait, did we just have an earthquake in Tempe?" So we're starting to see it, and again. Um, and I think part of the biggest issue, unfortunately, and I mean we're not babies, so we should be able to. I don't know, wrap our brains around this, but someone like Donald Trump, he gets caught up on the word global warming. So, okay, let's stop using global warming and let's use the term climate change. The climate is changing. That's what we need to focus on is that the climate is changing as a direct result of this climate change. Um, and like we talked about last week, the wildfires are getting worse. Wrap your head around the fact that we have these wildfires that are going on in California. Normally that's something that happens in the summertime. The worst fire of the year happened in November. November. Like, wrap your head around that. Fucking California almost (laughs) burned down in November. It's winter. And they're burning. That's bad. (laughs) That isn't... Chinese people aren't making up these pictures. Like, no. That happened. So... And now normally too, because I know when they gotta when they gotta contain the fire, they gotta start it from one end so they could try to maneuver and, and you know burn it down some other which way. Normally when they try to contain things and, and they do that extra bit of step and they have to actually add more fire to it, did that help it considering how much colder it is, or did that just not mean shit because these things were I mean, they weren't dried out, so this is fresh trees, right, that were burning through. It wasn't like it was just a, a dust field. Like, it was burning its way through living No, I think if forest, I'm not mistaken, right? that was the issue because it wasn't a forest, but it was dry. That is the issue is that um, it's not raining as much, and so you don't have any yeah, natural yeah. moisture to kind of moisturize and kind of stop these things or whatever, so on and so forth. And so that so, was part of the problem is that, yeah, it's raining a lot less, so then you have a lot of dried up leaves. And like Trump said, if you just rake them shits up, we wouldn't have fire. Just rake <laughs> the forest. You guys aren't raking the forest. It's so simple. 
Yo, I heard this thing about because um, I guess the NFL teams they'll play in different countries for whatever reason. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's like a promo tour or something. And they were saying that there was going to be a game that was going to happen in Mexico. It was like Raiders and whoever else is in their division. And they're saying they had to postpone it and have it in, in some other state because the field apparently wasn't, I guess, up to code. Not up not to code that it wasn't maintained. So, like, I guess it was grassy or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, we get all the best landscapers from Mexico. So you're in a state in Mexico and you're telling me that there's not the fucking manpower to clean up this field in order for y'all to you know get seats that's, like because they're all in america working in beverly hills all, <laughs> all the, the good ones are over here I, that, that comes said all the worst ones are here i didn't know we had all the best workers that was uh i remember that was a joke back in the day about um why does like puerto ricans and mexico and all that why don't they ever win any of the swimming uh competitions uh in the olympics is because all their good swimmers are already in america and so I think it, it's kind of like that. Kinda you know like what? That. that almost makes sense. I mean, I eventually ended up find, digging deeper and finding out they just were gonna their bottom dollar was gonna make more money being in the states than motherfuckers in Mexico. I I, I don't see people in Mexico wanting to sit around a, you know and watch football happen when they rather kick the ball you know than pass it around. But regardless, I thought that was ridiculous. I just it was such an oxymoron. But again, I, I think going back to the the weather like it was the perfect armpit of 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 a shit fuck sandwich being squished in between that it was colder but again the dryness so i don't know (laughs) and uh speaking of mozzy morons popo i'm glad you used that word um emails her emails Mm -hmm. lock her up remember that remember that tale from uh the Hillary Clinton days about how she was doing government work through her emails. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock the bitch I thought, up. I thought, the, wait, wait, I thought the bitch got in trouble for using her personal email to conduct business. Well, yeah, that and, was the yeah, that was the thing. I don't know. Did I say something different? Uh, maybe. Yeah, she, was doing, she was doing government work with her personal email, and the right was screaming, lock her up, lock her up. Well, uh, I guess we need to lock up Ivanka Trump. Because it came out that Ivanka Trump, who serves as senior advisor to the president, violated federal federal records rules by sending hundreds of emails to government officials on her personal email in 2017. Mm. You know what's so funny about this, though, is that I'm sure it was the was a problem. Maybe she's doing business to her iPhone or maybe she has 20 different email accounts. And she doesn't see what the hell the original primary use email is. And that's how it happened. You got to switch it over. You got to switch from the I love BBC uh, one to the Ivanka <laughs> Trump.gov. Like, yeah. you got to switch it before you hit Don't send. use the Gmail. The Gmail's a dead giveaway. <laughs> dead giveaway. Now, uh, it's hilarious because uh, the email situation of Ivanka Trump apparently is nothing like Hillary Clinton's because we're not upset that she used her personal email. We're upset because she tried to delete them. That's the difference, according to Trump. Mm. (laughs) That's the difference. Yeah. Can you ever even delete shit, though? Like, isn't it forever always in a cloud? Or when you delete something, does it really get deleted? All that shit is somewhere. 
But uh, yeah, Trump was asked about Ivanka's use of a personal email account as White House official, um, says that Ivanka wasn't doing anything to hide her emails. They're all in the presidential record. She didn't delete anything like Hillary Clinton. He says he leaves for Thanksgiving in Florida. Uh, So uh, Trump was like, "Uh, bitch, I'm off that onto the next one. Uh, We didn't do no wrong shit. It's always right when we do it. It's wrong when they do it. Um, Not the same thing, even though it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Bitch, that's a stupid question. Next, a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> we we gonna take that pass from you, bitch, bitch. Go ahead and do your business. Go ahead and do your oh business. Oh my god! So gotta love, gotta love Trump. No, you don't. But gotta love Trump. <laughs> and uh, some Yo. other. Oh, go ahead. No, no, keep going. I was gonna say some other Trump news. Uh, you saw that he came out and um, he's defending the Saudi Arabia in that whole situation, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. he says that he has no financial interest in Saudi Arabia, even though his business has made millions from the Saudi government and the Crown Prince himself gave uh, New York City Hotel a huge boost. Yeah. So uh, Trump is on a little bit of BS with all that. Well, yeah, uh, last week or two, two weeks ago, there was news about them investing five point something, three billion dollars in Silicon Valley. You know what I'm saying? So up in San Francisco with all the startups and all the technology, supposedly, like they put in billions, you know, like and, and I'm pretty sure the money we get from them, it's on some gold. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't it ain't no bullshit paper. No, or that, or oil deals, or what have you. Come on, no, there's there's, there's transactions. You know what I'm saying? That have to be being done. These yeah. people, business people. And shouts out to now this who um I don't have it on the computer, but I have it on my phone. Uh, now this did a little thing about um Trump and this whole Saudi Arabia thing. Why he's full of shit. And so I'll play the audio of this real quick. Uh. Yeah, why you pull it up? They had a even there was. Oh. Wait, what? I got it right here. Oh no, no, no! I was just gonna say, I mean, they they had a gone on record um, favoring the son the of whoever the big top dog is, and he's gonna be like the next in the reign, I guess. You know, controlling businesses, and uh, I mean, it, it's showing you the, the lineage and uh, not not the word nepotism, but you, you see where you know, saying the royalty lies, and again. The business that that are that is being conducted. It's a damn shame, damn shame. I tell you. Now, uh, shouts out to now this who shared this. Three million, fifty million. Am I supposed to dislike them? I like them very much. President Trump on Saudi Arabia then and now. The Washington Post in a statement put out a statement. They said that you're putting your personal interest, your commercial interest. Well, I have nothing to do with so Just so you understand. I don't make deals with Saudi Arabia. I deal with the Saudis. I don't have money from Saudi Arabia. I don't think anybody sells much more real estate than I do to the Japanese, the Saudis, etc. They buy the most expensive apartments in the world that I happen to build. And I know the people, and I like the people. I have nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, and I get along great with all of them. They buy apartments from me. They spend $40 million, $50 million. Am I supposed to dislike them? I like them very much. I have nothing to do with Saudi Arabia. I love the Saudis. Many are in this building. I have no business whatsoever with Saudi Arabia. Couldn't care less. Saudi Arabia, as an, I like the Saudis. They're very nice. <laughs> yeah, they got money. Yeah, so shouts out to Trump, who still doesn't seem to understand that uh, there's a such thing called the Internet. And all this stuff is on there. And you say one thing one year. You say something else another year. You say something else another year. There's records of all that. And I think it's another prime example, and this is something that we haven't really dove a whole lot into, 
um, his mental health. I mean, well, you you figure he's one of the oldest doing it because he's what seventies, right? Seventy three, seventy six. What, what the like thing? That. The thing that I think trips me out the most is just the fact that he just doesn't give a fuck. And at the same time, if he doesn't give a fuck, and there's and where where do we stand? Are we gonna uproar? Are we, are we gonna bitch and bicker about all these lies that he's saying? I mean, it's like it's almost like as if it's not enough, but it's even though it's being collected more and more, and it's having its avalanche av- avalanche like effect as far as what it's building up. Like, I don't think no one is gonna can ever go at his throat over that unless there's some illegal shits going on. But again, he's been business. He's, he's lost and gained back so much throughout the years. Like he, he has to have a a mindset of, you know, what, so, you know, what he's willing to ride out until the chips, you know, run out. And it just kind of boggles, mind boggles me that what could we really do? Like, what could we do? And he's going to keep doing it. Like, what could we do? Now, the thing, though, that is interesting is we keep talking about the Mueller investigation, about the Russian investigation. We're still, you know, looking into that. Um, There's actually more than one lawsuit going on against Trump. There's also uh, the lawsuit with the Saudi Arabia shit and which if he is like because as a president you can't use your presidential status to make money off of it. And there are some cases of he is using it to make money off of certain uh, foreign entities with his properties and all that. Then there was uh, recently the thing when he had um, said that um, he was going to get uh, Hillary and Mueller fired and some other shit or whatever. There's like four or five different lawsuits going on against Trump right now to get him impeached and get him the fuck out of office. And similar to the Takashi case earlier, sounds like they're just uh, letting Trump dig a hole so then they get enough info to get him the fuck out of there. And um I don't yeah. know. We'll see. You'd figure without any doubt all the moves that he's made that there's paper trails. One way or another, even his fists of shell companies. One of the things that I, I found out from an NPR article of this couple that have been working on this book for the longest time, and forgive me for not knowing it, but y'all could do you Googles. And they're going to his financial background and how his dad would fun, pretty much funnel them money without um, giving it because I guess apparently when you give so much money it starts getting taxed so when you Mm -hmm. give into the thousands there's a gift taxes so I guess in order to be able to avoid them having to pay those gift taxes they would own businesses that let's say run the landscaping or run the security or run something to where they're able to push these funds across to them that's how they would do it so let's say one of the one of the bills is is getting lumber for the construction of whatever building right it takes you know whatever it costs so much for however many pounds or however that shit works well again because they're buying it however they're buying it they can again add make the price a little bit more expensive because hey that's their business so they can charge what they want and obviously in the world that we live in we can pay more we can pay less it's it's all about the supply and demand but again when the supplier is your relative who happens to own the business that can do it, it's easier to pass money you know along that way and i had to pay a tax because again you know you start figuring out the loopholes and so there's no doubt that he can have these because co- business can be conducted, you know, without Trump. But again, if he's the owner or whatever beneficiary, then he's going to get his cut. So I'm, I'm wondering if because they're under the name of other entities, that's, that's what's going to throw those lawsuits out. Because you figured they would have hit already if that was the case. I know it takes years sometimes, but like even again, the fact that it's under another entity, another name that the kids are running or someone close to the family's running. Like there's no doubt that that's going on. Can we pin them? And why haven't we yet? 
You know what I'm saying? He has to cover those bases. Because uh, just going back to the Takashi thing, <clears throat> that case that they had against Takashi and his crew, that case was opened up in 2013. And so they spent five years collecting info. And even though Takashi had been famous for the past two years and there's clearly been shootings in public, for whatever reason, the feds took their time and they waited till this time to do what they had to do. And so uh, that is always the thing with cases. There's no telling why they take how long they take. So only time will tell. Only time will tell. But there's multiple lawsuits against them right now. And so we'll see what sticks. And, and I'm trying to think back, like when we got Clinton over getting a little bit ahead, you know, saying the Oval Office, and I'm wondering there was obviously other shit behind that, that you know, that. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was that took a couple years. If I remember correctly, and I should know this because I just watched the uh, '90s uh, documentary not too long ago, and they talked about that. And I want to say it was like 18 months to two years it took for them oh, to get man. him the fuck out of there. The reason why they got him the fuck out of there wasn't exactly because he got head. It was because they asked him about it on under the federal. Oath. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't do that. And they came out that he did do it. So it was like, oh, shit, you lied under oath. So, yeah, you you go take your penis elsewhere. But see, it, this, is the, this, is the, this is the thing that I don't get, um, especially with things happening now. And obviously, we, we see this shape shift from when you need to be on your marketing shit to when you need to be on your sales tip to when you're just being full on customer service. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, we don't, we don't really have – I can't recall seeing any footage of him in there when it's time to pass laws or try to do this and that. Like, we only see him when he's parading. So it's, it's almost even like the media is in on it, too, where the things that they show us is just the fluff pieces part, the outlandish shit. Like, we're not seeing him actually working. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him once working. I've seen him deflect a question, and I guess you can count that as working. But, like, you don't ever see him. Yeah. How much Trump? Seen him. I've seen videos of him signing papers, and I've seen maybe a handful of pictures of him in the actual White House. So I don't know. But again, and, yeah, it's the media is going to show us what they want to show us. But even then, like when you're saying he's signing papers, like he's not ever talking about it either. So I'm wondering, like, at what point can we get this motherfucker slipping on something? Because if it took him to say something under oath, that again, I don't know. Because I just feel like uh, it does become a matter of favoritism as to what we're what BS we're going to allow to to pass as a valid answer, and when we're going to actually, you know, put our foot on the brakes, so to oh. speak. That's the beauty of nationalism. Shouts out to the one world government. So yeah. I don't know feelings. And uh, speaking of the one world government, I saw this. Shouts out to Vigilant Citizen. It's one of my favorite conspiracy th- uh, sites. Um, they shared something, uh, apparently Celine Dion has a genderless clothing line coming out and, uh, say what you want about genderless clothing, uh, more so the video, the commercial. I haven't creepy. seen that. No, you know, what's so funny, Celine Dion being such a pop icon to where I could not tell you one song of hers, but you know, when you see her, you, you know, when you hear her voice, who that is. And she is definitely a major stable in the in the drag queen community you know so you get you got your Mariah's, you got your your beyonce's which no one's ever no one can ever uh replicate a beyonce truly like for whatever reason you you can pass for it you know all the other subterfuges but again she is one of those prototypes so it's kind of fun it's kind of i'm glad 
again, think what you will about what the product is from a, I don't know, righteousness of, you know, your fan base or being considered. I mean, at least she's catering to the, the blur. Yeah. I gave her that. But, uh, so yeah, apparently the name of the fashion brand is called Celine new, 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 I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Um, but, um, so as a video, as a video goes, uh, she found a new mission to free newborns from gender binarity. Um, she's uh, released Celine, Celine new, 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 a general neutral clothing line for babies created in conjunction with the global fashion icon, new, new, new. Um, some might consider this piece of news to be beyond worthy as Celine new, new, new is yet another overpriced fashion brand using celebrity endorsement to generate sales. However, uh, there's more to it. Now, there's a promo video that features Celine Dion sneaking into a maternity ward and altering the look of other people's children. While most news sources found the video hilarious, many were also disturbed by the video's strange messages. Uh, the video begins with Celine sitting in the back of SUV. She says, our children are not really our children. Um, then when uh, uh, when she gets out of the SUV to enter a hospital, her outfit magically changes to black. Uh, so it looks like something dark is about to go down. Um, that, that, re- that replicates death or the you know, affluent of it. Or something. And your internet's flipping again. Uh yes. Celine then sneaks inside the hospital's maternity ward and discovers something unacceptable. The boys are dressed in blue and the girls in pink. Um, and Celine apparently is disgusted. Um, she then spreads around some black powder and everything changes. The boy and girl figures on the wall are replaced by the brand's logo and everything is now black, white, and kind of creepy. Uh, the babies wear hats with skulls and uh, let's celebrate a new life by making it where symbols represent death. And even this one kid has a shirt that says new order. Is that really from that video? From the is it baby video? Is it really being out loud like that? That it's saying new order it says new order. They didn't say new world order. It says new order. Uh, so yeah, so the things just got a little creepy and the whole shit or whatever. We'll share the article in the link, but uh, yeah, and this little girl got the shirt that says "ho," which I'm assuming <laughs> is short for maybe holiday, but um, I don't know. And they have a Instagram page. Ooh, actually, see if we can bring up the Instagram page. See how creepy this gets. Yo, uh, no slut new, new new world. I yeah, said no should shame. not be wearing a "ho" t-shirt though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. What the understand. fuck is that? What is it? I bet you. I bet you that cost you hundred fifty dollars. Whatever that is. Have you met Belly and Boo? New, new, new world. Um, I guess these are kids. So them thing. I don't know what the. Are fuck they like that conjoined is. twins? Except one looks like a pair with hair, and the other one is like a a stillborn. I don't know, man. That shit, motherfucking creepy. We. <laughs> it's it's eerie. Uh, the the look of these uh, kids. I think this is the part of the commercial right here. Oh, yeah, the cops are trying to get her because, you know, she just made all the babies gender neutral. She says, it's okay, it's okay. I'm Celine Dion. One hour earlier, you see her uh, pulling up to uh, our children. They're not really our children. Uh, We are all just links in a never-ending chain. That is life. For us, they are everything. But in reality, we are only a fraction of their universe. And then she takes out her black magic sprays in the air all the babies become new world order babies 
and she looks rather happy and you got the black and white everything the cops coming like, what the fuck are you doing Celine Dion you crazy bitch um she says she's not spending a night in jail holy shit she runs and uh she said easy I'm Celine Dion yeah girl and I'm Beyonce Celine Nunu I'm calling my agent uh yeah I don't know what the fuck is going on over here but this is kind of creepy well, did you ever, did you ever watch uh, Most Expensivist on uh, on the inter interwebs on YouTube? I think Two Chains has Two Chains. No, I've I've seen clips of it, but I haven't actually watched it myself. Like, and he's he's not the dumbest guy, right? He went to Harvard, uh, but you can see the. You know what I'm saying just wow. I can't imagine once you jump tack brackets how quickly your taste is going to change or how brand new you're going to be and your spending or your extravagance and and whatnot, but. Uh, you know what I'm saying? These things, you know what I'm saying? They sell and they're marketed in such such a way that they're going to hit their demographic. So whether you're you're targeting the chic or the millennial or the you know people who who want to, I guess you know what's so funny too that like these clothing it, it's it's so plain at the same time. It's like it's doing the Yeezy thing, and I think the best markets ever are ones that target children as fucked up as it sounds. You know, if you can, if you can attack them, get them at a young age, you can control the momentum, the volume, the, the length, uh, the trends sometimes. And like, this makes me think like, this is really like on some witchcraft, uh, kind of, um, it's crazy. The imagery, it's, it's super dark and it's something that can still be seen as a cute, in some essence and it's it, it's going to be funny to see where, where this kind of shapes form and i think at the time that we are now living the lives that we've lived we can hopefully call these patterns out and there's always a gothic you know what i'm saying uh trend and yeah we, we can we can be going on that tip now especially with i don't know the all the other things that we want to kill and, and bring into life but i don't know it's just if you were stunned, would you would you let the kids rock that? No, I'm good on all the the Illuminati shit. Like, and you know what's I'm, funny? I'm even, cool. though, even though they say they're genderless, like I'm still seeing a, a girl's dress. It just ha so happens that she looks like Wednesday from the Adams Family. Yeah, no, I don't really see too much gender neutralness with any of this. Like everybody looks like there's dresses and there's like boys' clothes. So. I don't know if they mean that maybe everything's in one section and it doesn't say boys here or girls there. So, um, I don't know. Oh shit. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Titan Titans. We're proud to announce our brand new collaboration with shady or Shay ID Aloni for SS 118. This is Titans. I don't know, man. This whole fucking thing is creepy. So it's like, it's like creating its own little, um, mythology. Is really what it is, and and then an excuse to sell a lot of black, and then it be seen as a neutral color. I mean, every color can be neutral in essence, other than your your bright brighter colors. But I don't know. I think it's just a, it's just a, it's just a marketing technique that the goddamn Illuminati. That's what it is, Popo. They watching. Yeah, they watching. I mean, send the trends, man. This is where it all starts. <laughs> Bro, oh, wow. my baby, he likes shoes and it trips me out because he doesn't he doesn't really like to say too many words. And the fact that those are one of his words, he's like, shoes? 
like you know, like I'm about to step outside. He's like, let me get my shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, no. Down on these hoes. Yeah. Quick. I'm like, man, I, I don't be one of them. But I don't want my baby to have flat feet. So I'm like, ah, them expensive. <laughs> I laugh. I think it was uh, I think it was get him to the Greek and. Jonah Hill was working for Diddy and uh, Diddy was, he got buck on him because, you know, you, when, when you're out here, you know what I'm saying, doing the things that you love and that's putting food on the table, you know what I'm saying, creates its pressures. And, uh, and I love that he, that he said, you know how expensive it is to have, uh, to have to get shoes for five black kids or nine black kids. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can't imagine. I don't know how little Boosie does it. <laughs> how you doing little Boosie? How you doing Boosie? Now, uh, before we get out of here, a uh, new uh, study just came out recently. We shared on Daily Mail, and uh, it's right up my alley. I was excited to see this because this is something that me and my conservative conspiracy world uh, was where, well aware of this for a long time, but now science is starting to catch up. Um, apparently, scientists have come out, and they said that all humans are descended from just two people. And there seems to be a catastrophic event that almost wiped out all species, possibly a hundred thousand years ago. Are they confirming no testing images now? So I'll dig. I'll dig a little deeper uh, because yeah, it kind of plays into the Old Testament, but maybe not so much from a religious standpoint. But yes, mm-hmm. the Old Testament kind of plays a role in this too. Um. So shouts out to uh, these scientists. So apparently uh, the genetic barcodes of 5 million animals from different species were surveyed. The research deduced that humans and animals uh, sprang from a single pair. And this happened after a catastrophic event long after the last ice age. So all modern humans uh, descended from a solitary pair who lived 100,000 to 200,000 years ago. Scientists surveyed 5 million animals, including humans, and from 100,000 different species and deducted that we sprang from a single pair of adults after a a catastrophic event almost wiped out the human race. Um, So they did a bunch of snippets of DNA, um, and basically they came down to the mitochondrial parents of uh, like, oh, shit, it looks like, and that has been said before about the whole out of Africa uh, thing that everyone came from mitochondrial Eve, which was a woman who uh, walked upright in Central Africa like 100,000, 200,000 years ago, and she's the mother of all of mankind as of today. And um, yeah, and so they're talking about it, and they're just interested about it because it was big data. Um, you know, we go off of the human evolution and all these different things, so on and so forth. You do have the Old Testament, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the thing that's interesting for me that floats my fancy is that uh, one of my favorite authors is a man by the name of Graham Hancock. And Graham Hancock put a book out in the early 1900s called um, um, called Fingerprints of the Gods. And that was from the, the early 1900s? No, 1990s. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, like, I thought he was still alive. No, no. So yeah, he's still around. He's still doing his thing. But uh, so Graham Hancock put a theory together in the uh, 1900s, or excuse me, 1990s, uh, early 1990s, and he said that um, he showed how you know you have the pyramids in Egypt, you have these pyramids out in China, there's pyramids in Mexico, there's pyramids like everywhere, Bosnia, like there's pyramids all over the place, and all of them seem to date back to a certain time, if you will. A uh, certain uh, period where everyone was, you know, making pyramids. And so he's like, you know, how were all the humans across the world, like kind of on the same wavelength? And um, 
And very so basically, true. what's up? I said, no, very true. Yeah, so it was like, why Why did everyone seem to be kind of doing the same thing back, you know, during this time? And so basically what he deduced through all his findings was, and it seems like, well, no, because Pangea is from like millions of years ago. And so this is all recent stuff. This is within the last 100,000, 200,000 years. And so he came to the conclusion that uh, there's some, uh, that we're a species with amnesia and there's some parent civilization. There's some lost civilization that all of our stuff seems to come from. And um, he kind of used the Atlantis theory that maybe Atlantis did exist and maybe the uh, Atlanteans were more advanced than all the rest of us. Maybe they did go through some kind of ca- cataclysm and they spread it, their information across the, you know, all these other cultures. And that's the reason why everyone's doing pyramids and kind of doing all the same thing around the same time. So that was fingerprints of the gods in the 1990s. So Wait, can then, I pause you, man? Like, uh, yeah. just on on the concept of Atlantic, like, do you feel like that could have any correlation with Noah's Ark, the Noah's Ark tale, and how you know there was a we're getting there? Oh, oh, yeah. So we're getting there. I'm intrigued. So uh, that was the thought process or whatever, and so you know. Um, then you know it got a little deeper with uh you have the sphinx where the sphinx uh which is that lion face uh structure out in egypt and it looks like um there's like water erosion damage on it which shows it used to be in a rainy climate and um it is that's the connection the sphinx and the spicks and the how they're wetbacks like they're saying that they come full circle like that but keep going But uh, so, yeah, so when you go back in time, uh, there was a time when the climate was much different in northern Africa where it did actually rain um, before the Sahara Desert was a thing. It used to be very wet out there. And so then that puts the Sphinx possibly back 100,000 years. That structure is a whole lot older than we realize, so on and so forth. So they've been doing all these studies, and uh, Graham Hancock and Joe Rogan have actually made pretty good friends over the years. And so Graham Hancock has been on there a couple times. And over the course of the past year, they came across another man named Randall Carlson. And Randall is interesting because he's been chasing this cataclysmic event where it seems like a bunch of meteors hit the northern hemisphere of Earth, and it seems like it wiped out a whole bunch of humans. That's when the Willy Mammoth died. There used to be camels in America. They all died. Like all these species all over the Northern Hemisphere died around the same time. And it seems like humans died around that same time. And what we know as our history is a rebirth. And then the reason why the Old Testament comes into play is because the Old Testament may be a recollection of a time when there was all these cataclysmic events where meteors crashed down meteors could have hit the ocean and a big enough meteor hits the ocean it's going to cause a tsunami what is that tsunami going to do water is going to go on land it's going to flood all over the place because the noah ark thing is an interesting tale because it's not just the old testament that talks about flooding in there almost every single ancient civilization from tens of thousands of years ago talk about this massive flood that almost wiped out everybody in their town like this is a story that the Native Americans talk about it. The 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 Middle Eastern people talk about it. Everybody talks about this. There's a lot of blood. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are literally they come from every other religion. It's just we, it's our reference point. So when I mention it, I don't you know mean that it's just the one tale, the one and only. It's just it's it's a reference point that goes all across the nations, like you mentioned. So so what 
we what may happen and and again that's the reason why i'm a person who you know people get kind of mixed up on my beliefs i'm a person who i don't believe in religion but i do believe in god and i do believe that the bible is a actual important book historic book chances are is that the old testament is actually talking about humans trying to reestablish themselves on earth and it's interesting that Graham Hancock has been talking about this for 20-something years. Robert Schock has talked about some of this stuff. Uh, Randall Carlson has talked about some of this stuff. And now mainstream scientists are like, wait, there seems to have been a cataclysmic event recently that might have wiped out a bunch of humans. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. So the whole point of all this is that the human evolution isn't linear. It doesn't just go, humans didn't start in this, and then they just moved all the way up. There may be peaks and valleys and ups and downs, and we may have no idea how many times this shit has rebooted. You go back to <laughs> the, the, the Bronze Age. We know about the Bronze Age and the Iron Age and all that. Why do we know that? Because those things are still around. But for all we know, there could have been ancient civilizations that used other stuff that wasn't around for a while. Let a cataclysmic event happen today and wipe out everybody in America, and then you fast forward 10,000 years, what is still going to be around? Plastic is still going to be around. Mount Rushmore is still going to be around. And the Hoover Dam is still going to be around. Everything really? else goes back to the earth. And then that's the reason why we're living in the plastic Wait, age. Why, why is Hoover Dam uh, hailed as being a, a, a monument that can still withstand because that on. that is one hell of a man-made structure that is uh there was a book called um ah, i forgot the name of it uh alan weinstein i think it was his name or whatever but uh the hoover dam is designed to last for thousands of years without any type of human maintenance on it and yeah. it's also interesting because they built it and they put a star map in it so if Everybody gets wiped out. We lose the English language. We lose calendar, so on and so forth. There's a star map in it. So a civilization down the line, once they figure out how the stars move and all that, they could pinpoint off the star map when the Hoover Dam was made. And <laughs> really? Yes. That's, that's so, thinking far out. That's thinking far out because, again, uh, all these other, like, we have houses are, are, you know. But think about the materials. Like, I'm also thinking to myself, like, if we have survived, I don't know how many millions of years right on this earth, like, you got to think at some point, especially if we had a certain kind of stone or metal, maybe that, because maybe we might have been super hella advanced, right, back in the day that to, to, to bring our demise, possibly, if it wasn't from some out-of-the-universe interaction. Like, we, we had to have run out of some of that stuff, wouldn't you? think i mean just how some animals become extinct wouldn't we have lost materials yeah and that's the same thing with uh we were talking about the chromebook earlier how uh everything is moving to the cloud so we'll eventually let's say 50 years 50 100 years from now we're no longer writing anything down everything is up in the cloud something happens the cloud disappears there's no record of any of this and then again, that's the reason why we live in the plastic age, because if we are all wiped out, the only thing that's going to stay around is plastic. And everybody, like, oh, man, this generation of people, they made a whole bunch of stuff out of plastic. No, we made stuff out of a bunch of stuff, but it's just plastic is what survived. The other thing that's interesting, too, when you come into sea levels and how sea levels move, mm -hmm. you have uh, I think it's something like 70 percent of human civilization across the world goes to a coast. For the most part, uh, the majority of people live by the coast. That's the reason why California has so many people. That's the reason why the East Coast has so many people. The majority of people, they clutter up around the coast. 
So imagine if the sea levels rise and California disappears. California existed at one point, but it's under the water now. So we have no recollection of it. So we, for all we know, we don't know how many civilizations were around that are underwater now. We don't know. Okay. And there's been, a, there's been a ton of cases of them finding stuff. And they're like, oh, shit, there's a city like underwater, but all of it's like ruined because it's been underwater for thousands of years. We don't know. We are a species with amnesia. And I love that science is finally catching up that something happened. Something happened. And it killed off the woolly mammoths. And it humans may have been more advanced not too long ago. And we did all start over. And the Old Testament might be humans trying to understand what the fuck just happened. Because, and that's part of the reason why possibly they think that God is so angry in the Old Testament because they're writing like, oh my God, we're trying to survive and these fucking meteors are hidden and then these floods and all this stuff is going on. They have no idea how to explain what they're going through. They're writing about a cataclysmic event and science may have proven that, yeah, that shit did happen. Message. Oh shit, did I lose Popo? Damn, I think I think Popo got deep in thought, man. He about he he praying. He praying right now because that shit just got a little too real. Got a little too real. But uh shouts out to um this article real quick, uh, just to see if they got anything else on it. Um, it says, uh, if a Martian landed on Earth and met a flock of pigeons and a crowd of humans, one would not seem more diverse than the other, according to the basic measure of mitochondrial DNA. Um, culture, life experience, and other things can make people very different, but in terms of basic biology, we're like the birds. The mitochondrial DNA examined in the research is, uh, is that which mothers passed down from generation to generation and showed the absence of human exceptionalism um apparently one might have thought that due to their high population numbers and wide geographic distribution humans might have led to greater genetic diversity than other species at least for mitochondrial dna humans turned out to be low to average in genetic diversity the study has been misunderstood by some religious parties who thought it meant they uh that we all came along into being in some seminal big bang type event one hundred thousand years ago that's not what the findings actually suggest what uh stoic and Thaler's findings point to is that our species has to ramp, uh, revamp far more often than we thought, and we do so in unison with the animals. So, um, yeah, shouts out to science, man. Shouts out to science. Yo, mic check, mic check, can you hear me? I can kind of hear you in the background. I don't know if your mic's on. Yeah. Working my way back here. I'm sorry. Had to do some maneuvering. You did. Yeah, family came back, had a chance to put the baby back to his crib. It was flawless. <laughs> but the titty in his mouth, he's a happy camp. But uh so yeah, so I, I just I recommend people read uh Fingerprints of the Gods, read Magicians of the Gods, uh go back, watch some of the Joe Rogan episodes with Randall Carlson. He shows fucking graphs and he shows pictures of cataclysmic events and evidences. Mm-hmm of massive floods and evidences of um, asteroids hidden all over the northern hemisphere. Um, there's this thing called uh, glass melt. And essentially, uh, let's say you let off a nuclear bomb somewhere. The nuke blows up. It melts some of the sand and it melts the sand in a way where it turns into this glass melt. And that's, uh, you know, high level of uh, heat, if you will. 
there's glass melt all over the northern hemisphere, which isn't nuclear related. It appears that it's the direct result of asteroids hitting the ground and causing glass melt. And it's all over. And um, all of it points back to around the end of the last ice age. And that's the other thing is the last ice age ended abruptly. There was a, a mm -hmm. moment of uh, global warming that we haven't been able to account for. And it appears that maybe that's what it is, is that there's a massive cataclysmic event where maybe one huge meteor hit or many smaller ones hit and similar to the ones that fucking killed the dinosaurs 65 million years ago something like that happened within 10 to 200,000 years ago that damn near white humans out but we survived and we're here to make this podcast Yo, let me ask you something. Do you ever wonder in uh, throwing in extraterrestrials out there, you know, looking for resources? And I know I keep getting stuck on the resources part, um, but the one thing that we do have a majority of is water. And, you know, with them, uh, scientists talking about wanting to recreate willy mammoths to try to give a balance of, uh, you know, that we might need to somehow shift the climate. I don't know how the fuck that's possible, but it, let's say that's that all makes sense. Going in, let's say, again, we eventually had to have some kind of peace treaties with some some other entities to where they want the one resource that we have a lot of, and that's the water. Do you feel like that that removal can only help us? Like, do you think, like, we're like a lemonade stand and we'll get real lucky if some niggas need some water? So, and that's the one thing that's interesting. Until we find some actual more life on Earth, uh, or excuse me, life in the universe, it's kind of hard to tell what exactly is going on. But so water is a big thing on Earth because it's the majority of what we're made up of. But let's say the aliens come from a place where instead of water, they have liquid nitrogen or whatever. And so maybe their bodies are made of 70% liquid nitrogen. And so there's no telling if they would be coming to get uh like water from us one of the theories though and it goes back to uh the sumerian tale uh there's a tale of the sumerians how they said aliens came down here and aliens came to they came down to earth and us humans we weren't that intelligent so they genetically engineered us from monkeys to make us a little more intelligent to turn us into slaves to help mine gold because then they had to take the gold back to their atmosphere because their atmosphere was deteriorating and they needed the gold to rebuild their atmosphere and all that and that thing became kind of plausible because that was something that was told thousands upon thousands of years ago and it's interesting because science has proven Oh, there would kind of be a way to reconstruct the solar your 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 ozone layer with gold. And so either the people thousands of years ago knew that when they came up with that tale, or aliens did show up and they were looking for some gold. So there's no telling. There's no fucking telling, Popo. Yeah. Which way the asshole blows. There's no way to tell. So the only thing we could do, Papo, is we could just pray and mm -hmm. sacrifice to our gods and Prayers hope that they 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 protect us. <laughs> and I guess that would does that mean that we're about to do this right now? We're about to. Uh, I, think, I think we got to try to save Earth, Papo. I mean, somebody got to do the shit. Somebody got to do it. Yeah, right? someone has to do a sacrifice for, in order for something to be done. Then uh, let's bless these bitches. It's about that time. Ooh. It's that time when you bring the mic in and you bring them into the. I hope you like like. Dedication. Let me hit it real quick. Do I? Do I? Oh, do I? 
uh, I got one really dedication. Good. I don't know about Me Papa. Too. For sure, yeah, I got one too. But I'm wondering with the the way that we our music is going, and slow dance, and I think it's always R&B is always is always gonna have its cut as far as I think how things repeated itself. But I'm wondering at what point are we just gonna have like a slow dance song like that, like a doo wop beat, and then and then you just hear some motherfucker say ski ski. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Skeet. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> now, Speaking of coming, uh... who's in your radars, Arizona Race? <laughs> Now, uh, I got one dedication, and um, I would like to dedicate this episode to a real mean spitter. She's she's quite nice on the mic. She got Boris? I've been, I've been a fan of hers for some time, and um, this dedication is long overdue. I'd like to dedicate this episode to Miss Justina Valentine. Yo, she's a wrestler, right? From, no, no, from Wildin' Out. Oh, and we never used her before. No, she's from uh, Wild and Out fame. She actually has a mixtape out called Feminem, where she uh, flipped a whole bunch of Eminem records. But uh, Justine Valentine is uh, from Wild and Out fame, and um, she quotes herself as the, I think, uh, the freestyle goddess or something like that. You damn right. Look. West Coast chillin', East Coast slang, bloody redhead, but I'm not in the gang. But I sugar my fangs, we're not one in the same. Picture me rolling the suit sheets on my chains. Tell a hater if they gun, yeah, meet me out at sunset. Rock some fresh shell toes, got them up in Melrose. You damn right, I'ma talk my game. I know my name will look insane in the walk of fame. Got a couple things, now I'm the fly. But now I'm got the peak with a shop at Rodale Drive. So I roll through the spot, couple joints getting lit. Take the bitch out of Jersey, can't take the Jersey out the bitch. Uh, flip, then I Roll to the new scene. Sativa, I need you. I'm about to have a blue dream. Nightlife, and it better be ill. Wherever we chill, I'll probably be in Beverly Hills. I woke up with a hangover, feeling awful. Only thing to save me is some chicken and some waffles. Rocco, hoppo, cheesing like a nacho. Chilling with the essays and everybody but Acho. I know we wanna put his meat up in my taco. But his money too slim. Had to call him Flacco. Justina, I need you. They call me Mama Sita. But uh, she's fucking ill with it. And uh, she keeps up with the boys on. um fucking wildin' out and uh she got bars at the end of the episode uh she kicked a freestyle over uh tupac's and uh snoop dogg's uh, america's most wanted and um yo she got bars she'd be killing the game and so uh shouts out to justine if y'all if if y'all ain't up on motherfucking wildin' out y'all can kiss my ass wildin' out is and i'm not saying it's as good but wildin' out is this generation's it live in color where they're finding Ooh. all the up and coming <clears throat> comedians and talents or whatever and they're giving these people a platform so support support it yo fucking support it and uh shouts out to justine valentina and make sure you download that feminine uh feminine album i haven't listened to all of it but um i've heard several of the records and uh she could spit man she she got bars and um Mm. not mad not mad right there right there right there makes Nelly want to make a hit single you dig see you know what's what's i guess not hard to believe is that we've made it in the evolutionary chain of talent to where you can see triple threat sort of things like this because i, I wonder how much of that is manufactured how much is that it's just not good poise or, or you know what i'm saying good uh um ar building i mean she seems very well put together yeah is what i'm trying to say Yes, 
So she's killing the game. Make sure you head over to uh, Instagram at Justina Valentine and uh, support her. Uh, show love and uh, make sure you cop that feminine album. You dig? Your <laughs> skr, skr. All right. Skr. Well, um, I'm not sure if you have the notes refreshed on there. If we can give oh, this, I do. Yeah, it just popped up. Okay. And let's give her the the due diligence. And it, again, it was someone that has been involved. That I'm not too sure what it is. That again, natural um, architecture here uh, goes by the online name of. Would you say it's K Wanan? K Wanan or K W A N O N? Kawanin, something like that. Ethnicity. Yeah, but she apparently is a sushi addict. I mean, so she likes it wrong. You're uh, oh, she, you know, <laughs> shout out YouTube. He's a model and a mama. And there's something, again, that I, I just find that in its uh, most um, beauty of asking. She just she puts it all out there. So, again, something just to, to keep living on, whether you call that basic, whether you call that uh, um, a chasing of sorts. I mean, there's, there's something about uh, being well put together. And I like the different varieties uh, of uh, of styles as well. And I think that that's one thing that you kind of had to be up on when you and the public guy, like, I I don't know how much she can get for wearing the same, you know what I'm saying, t-shirt twice. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I only wear but two articles of clothing. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot keep up on the trends in in that essence. But when you see this stuff again, I also think to myself, like, um, I don't know, this, uh, these people, these types, they they control brands, you know what I'm saying? And they make money off top for just a simple little, simple little things that they're doing it the smart way. And uh, there's just something I, you got to respect about people out there. And shouts out to her. She's a suicide girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever sh- sh- that should live in and should keep the B-roll <laughs> of my dedications flowing. I wish I, I knew more about, but honestly, like there, there's a, uh, I feel, uh, I don't know, I guess you have to be captivated by the spirit to do any kind of deeper cut and look, but I would hope that um, that you're not just seeing shell of people here. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but even if so, you'll see an AI bot like looking like that. But listen, <laughs> you did. I, I just I just watched uh, Ex Machina, man. Have you ever watch, watched that movie? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Um. I think it, it might have been too overhyped, but it's definitely a a, a crazy tale. And wait, I, the I, one with wait, was that the one that the white girl got shit for? Because it's like a Asian. No, I'm thinking a ghost in the shell. Never mind. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking about this bitch probably being a ghost in the shell because <laughs> it, it is it is funny. Um, quick shout out, and I should have made her my dedication. Um, but I'll bring her up again. Um, Kat Dahlia, dude. She she recently, man. Matter of fact, we should scrap her and put Kat Dahlia back on here. I don't know if, she, if she's been made the, made the made the wall before or not. Uh, oh, yeah, she's on the wall. Okay. Uh, Shouts out to her though. She has this video. I don't know if, we, if I talked about this or not. With uh, he used to produce for Nas a lot, especially in the Streets Disciple era. Oh, you did Remy. bring it up the last episode. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, bro. She just, man, it looks like, uh, did I mention it? What did I say? Do you remember? Uh, I just, cause I do remember you bringing up Salem Remy. Cause I remember, yeah, that was the only reason why he came up last episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She just looked like she, uh, she, she doesn't really uh, enjoy the, I, I guess the image that she has to portray. 
That is what you, you brought up. Yep. But when you make such sexy music, though, I mean, you got to be about that life, no? <laughs> or no? About, dang, I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about something, and then you were talking about her, yeah, having to do that, which she didn't seem too comfortable with it. Dang, yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, I'm also wondering, too, is at the same point, that could be a marketing technique. Like, I know it sounds fucked up, but there's a time for everything. I mean, if, if there's a genre that is of just bitches queefing, and motherfuckers want to pay twenty nine ninety nine to hear, like, you know, make your money, right? Yeah. But... At, at the same point too, like I'm just I don't know I don't know if it's art, you know, mimicking life, life mimicking art. And it is actually funny because uh, as Popo knows, before we did the show, uh, took the boys out to see uh, uh, Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet or whatever, and uh, there was one scene spoiler alert that had me crying. I literally I was laughing so hard I was crying. It's just the way my brain works. Uh, there was a scene when um, they ran into all the Disney princesses. Ooh. And uh, so they kept it in the trailer. Oh, did they? Okay. And uh, the girl. Well, I don't know. I didn't watch it, but so don't spoil too much, but give us the gist. Well, no, no. It, yeah, it doesn't spoil <laughs> anything with the actual storyline or whatever. It was just, it was a, it was the scene that I thought was funny. But uh, so the uh, young girl that's uh, with Wreck It Ralph, she's trying to prove to the other girls that she's a princess. Sarah Silverman. And uh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, so she's trying to prove that she's a princess. And so the other princesses are grilling her, trying to, you know, make sure she's a princess. And they're like, uh, they're like, uh, yeah, were you held against your will? Have you been enslaved? Have you been cursed? Like they're asking all these different things wherever. And a girl sitting there and she's listening to all these different girls, you know, describe what made them, you know, princess wherever. And she's like, are y'all safe? Do I need to call the cops? Like, and it's the, it was the funniest thing because I've always talked about that with the Disney princesses and just, yo, it's dark. If you really look into it, it's mm-hmm. so dark, so dark. I mean, and it also really creates a gender um, reveal uh, and, and where you are. Are you the damsel? Or are you the knight? You know what I'm saying? And, and there is something about that with, that Disney does that it, it does again. It creates this blur of an of uh, I don't know. I don't want to say unnecessariness, but you know, you, you're putting too much too much at stake. And I guess the creating the stereotype then creates just a, a false image that you know can lean you certain ways. And then you have this fucking generalist clothing. What's the world coming to? Verse. God bless these women. God bless these women. So hopefully our dedications uh, help keep the gods and the aliens at bay. Maybe for just one more week at least. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we got to do a dedication every week. Make sure mm. the gods are happy. Please. Make sure. May, 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 this, may this thing that I light up in the air make you give you pleasant, pleasant, uh, pleasant aromas. I hear baby Papa in the back. So on that note, I would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. <laughs> Once again, make sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Arizona Soul Pod. Follow us on Facebook and Tumblr, um, Arizona Soul Podcast. Um, you could find all of those links over on our beautiful website. Once again, ArizonaSoulPodcast.com. Also, leave us voicemails, 480-588-4688. That's right. What's the number? 480-588-4688. One more time, because it's a beautiful number, 480-588-4688. Leave us voicemails. Let us know uh, what's on your mind, how you feeling. 
And um, if you guys want to see her, send some prayers out to uh, the boy Takashi, aka um, Daniel Hernandez, aka Damn Daniel. Um, <laughs> please send your prayers out that way, and we'll we'll make sure that Takashi hears them somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give it to him personally. You did. We'll find them. So, uh, last but not least, if uh, you didn't like this podcast, it's probably because you don't like yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, what type of person might that be, Popo? Yo, you might be really ghosting the show with it, and you get so scared by having to make decisions that you feel like you're being thrown in some kind of paradox box and you're spending $250 for a baby romper that the baby's going to shit in for $200 because it's genderless and has Celine Dion stamped all over it. You probably that type of dumb. If you don't like this podcast, of course, probably that's, that's, that's all. That's the only way we can call it. So Mm -hmm. until next time, Unless it's funny, I guess. You know, nothing's wrong if it's funny. Streets taught I can never forget what the streets taught us. Let the Harlem streets rest in peace.
Like she's supposed to. Like you're supposed to be decorating the tree. Hurry up. Look how much ornaments is there. Look how much ornaments is Put them shit on the tree. Put the shit on the Watch your fucking mouth. Don't talk to me like that. I don't give a damn about no damn Christmas. I'll shut this shit off. Put that shit up there. Make sure that star is nice, my guy. Pick that bitch up. Pick that bitch. Look at you fucking up my tree. You hear that shit? You heard that ball fall? Yes, I heard that. We can pick it Make up. Make sure that bitch is perfect. Okay. Okay. Uh, hello. Where's oh, the... stop. Turn Don't that shit it. on. Stupid bitch. You want to be talking to me? Fuck out of here. You had the wrong one. Look at my sad ass tree. My tree is sad, bitch. Because of you. Oh, uh, yeah. If you didn't like this podcast, it's probably because you're racist. Yeah. Fuck your feelings, though. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? You hear me?